11 o'clock comics episode 188 <laughs> on, on. that's strong wasn't it i love it he peaked the, he, david loves to peak the meters when he does the woohoo but he don't care about peaking the meters in the actual episode when people are supposed to be listening to them. Yeah. Because he peaks my meters all the time. That's so funny. Because I peaked her meter once. I know. Yeah. I didn't know she was a squirter. That's pretty cool. Oh, 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 I think we've done it enough. Hey, everybody. We've done something. Yes, we have. It's 11 o'clock comics, a special Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. And I am Vince B. And we got a little bit something different for you this weekend. And uh, after the next person announces his name, I'll tell you who else is with us this week. Oh, I'm, I'm David Price. Yes, you are. Sexy Dap. Sexy Dap. Uh-uh. We are... Missing two of the four um, heads of the EOC beast. Uh, Jason is on vacation, right? Somewhere. Yes. So he cannot be with us this week. And Christopher Neesman is uh, inspecting the glory holes on I-90. So so he can't. Well, hey, he's he's got a federal job now. He's the official yeah, yeah. glory hole uh, inspector. He is, can't be with us this week. So we got two legends in the house this week. Absolute bona fide <laughs> legends. Yeah, no, stop. We they are. Um, I know from our forum forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or www.11oclockcomics.com. We have first off the man, the legend. The Dildonator. We have Frankie the Jesus is with us this week. Oh, <laughs> you see how it is? Frankie of Jesus, that's right. The Dildonator. Frankie, say hello. Hi. There he is. And we got some other guy at the last minute because the person we originally had to come in couldn't do it, so we scraped up somebody off the underneath the desk. No, nah, I'm a just damn shame. I'm just kidding. We love this man. Oh my goodness. His name's Alan. I'm his name's Alan. Oh, Lucas. No, his name's Alan, and you know him as New yeah. Mutant. Most one of the most lovable people we know are brothers in the house. Say hi, Alan. Hi. How y'all doing? You're so melodic. You really are. You de- you deliver your lines with such flair. I can't do that. I just like talk. What I love about Alan is that restraining orders mean nothing to him. Honest God, or tasers. Because, <laughs> well, because it's the internet. Everybody is safe from me on the internet. <laughs> You'll find a way. You really will. And um, this cluster has been brought to you this week by Discount Comic Book Service. As usual, DCBService.com, where you 
Mr. and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionado can get your books at huge Wamba discounts, 35 to 75% off selected titles in their monthly spotlight specials. And, exclamation point, if you are a first-time customer, get this. You can enter the following code into the slot, and you'll get an extra 8% off, which equals Ooh. massive, massive savings. It gets bigger the, the, the more you put it into the slot. It gets bigger, oh, bigger, bigger, bigger. shit. Yeah. So, uh, David, what's that code? EOC8. EOC8 for 11 o'clock, 8, another 8%. Get it? So, dis discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. Maybe that um, comment on the iTunes review was correct. We are kind of sexist, aren't we? Mm mm mm. That's okay. That's right? a shame. It's a damn shit. That's that's going to be the theme of this episode. That's a that's damn a, shit. So it's, just a, it's a shame, I think. You. you, you you get a feel for four individual people based on one two-hour experience with them. Two, I think you're cutting it short. And that's and that's so. So that sums it all up. That you know, out of a hundred and some odd episodes, we've yeah, that's that that fits us to a T. I do have to. I admit, I do kind of over-illustrate my my love for. Um, Nasty bits. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a sausage fest. What do they want? What it's do they expect? It's true. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not demeaning, I don't think. We just love women. They love them. Yeah. And men, right? And so they talk about right. your business. That's right. All so here, who's going to do the drink roll call? Because Chris, not here. I'll do uh, it. All right. Alan, take it away. Right? So, all right. So I started out with the thing I call the New Mutant. Because I'm spoiled and I like the I like the frou frou drinks, so I had a and diet not at all, at all, <laughs> a diet Seven Up with Dragonberry Bacardi rum. Wow! I thought you didn't drink. Well, guess what? <laughs> what well, you do now? I do now. Well, I I have been. I've been breaking myself in like once a week. I'll be in here drunk as a skunk and tweeting like a freak. Does That's it have an umbrella in it? No, not unless I bought one. Wow. But now, but I, I, I finished that. I, I, I threw that back. It's gone. So now, I'm having a Pippin' Mike. Uh, oh, you know oh, this. You got me all excited. Just straight. It's a walk down memory lane. It's like, Love O'Clock Comics, this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Kitty Carlisle? I'm having a Pippin' Mike with some Jack. Oh, there you go. See, there's the poetic again. He just can't, just can't speak. He's got to bring it every line. It's awesome. My bad. I know that's not bad. My that's bad. good. That's good. Keep it up because we need that here. We're a little bit of a, you know, the farm team. Frankie, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I wanted to make Chris proud, and David can go to my local winery and get someone out of the club. That didn't happen today. Hmm. <laughs> So I went to my local bodega. There we go. Hey. This New York is representing tonight. Okay. You know, and I got what all the kids are drinking. Full I mean kids. Yeah. Full <laughs> local. Shut uh, up. Blueberry flavor. What is it? Full local. It looks like an Arizona can. Yeah, it's like it's like a caffeinated malt beverage or something. It's like supposed to be an energy drink, but it's beer. Ooh, that oh. sounds good. But I heard it will fuck you up. That's good though. And how is it cheap? Like Hurricane? Like Hurricane's only like two dollars in some sense for forty ounces. Two dollars even. 
dollar even. Two dollars wow. even. Oh damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my kind of drink. Yeah, seriously. Weak. Set a quarter waters. All right. All right, Alan. I, I'm sorry. I took the drink roll call away from you. You you take it back up now. Who? Who? You, Alan. Keep going. Ask David what he's drinking. Or something. Oh no, Frank <laughs> initiated this. He, it's it's all on him. Okay. That wasn't me. Don't look at me. What am I? A lush? <laughs> Let me guess. I put putting the envelope to my head. David is drinking some kind of grape based beverage. Yes. Well, there is. Uh, actually, wait. Is, is there is there grape in this? Um, there is. Be my dick in it if you don't hurry up. There's, there's, oh, oh, don't hurry. Oh, wait. No, there's there, there, there's some white grapes. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking V8 Fusion, acai mixed berry juice and vodka. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Inventive, right? Juice. Kids it's drink good. that V8 stuff because they don't eat yeah. vegetables. So right. we make them drink that. That's why I'm drinking. Nice. And I am drinking the old standby. Thank you, Alan. The Yingling Porter. Love it. So tasty. All right, let's get let's get talking about comics here. Okay. All right. I I first first I just want to get this shout out over with real quick because this won't be the only digital book i talk about tonight but um i want to let it be known and i i really don't know how long the sale is on for but as of right now because the sixth issue came out digitally today the comicsology all six issues are 99 cents each of comic book comics by fred van lenthe and ryan dunley get out of here six just came out Six just came out. You can get it for ninety nine cents, and you can get the other five for ninety nine. You can get all six for less than six bucks. Do it. We talk. Oh, we for talk real? About ninety nine cents okay. each, yo. Do it. Watch. We Scott have. I'm telling you, Scott McCloud was right. Micro payments. It's going to do not, it. But I mean, it's not like this is this is a book we either haven't talked about or or can get behind. I mean, we, louder. I, we love history to begin with, especially comic history. But for this. It's, I mean, I've paid, well, it was discounted for DCBS, but I mean, I've paid markdown retail prices for the six issues. And and to get this on my iPad or my phone for a bucket, come on, just, just, just do it, get it. Let me get on that, yo. That's an incredible deal. And, so and comicsology, you said? Yes. Comic book comics. I looked an, under if if I if you go under uh, publishers, just look for Evil Twin Comics. Oh, with with the added bonus of the comic being really really good because you can pay a dollar for a lot of digital oh, comics. Yeah. You know what I mean, and a lot of eh, questionable quality, but this is top shelf stuff. And and you'll be learning something too after you're done reading it. Seriously, learn me something. Yeah, I got something to learn you, David. Should we segue into the what I consider the holiday themed? It's it's not a very jubilant. Uh, no, it's not. It's um, not. But I mean, it needs to be said. Needs to be done. You guys need to be made aware of this. Yeah, but no. I'll start it off very cheerfully, okay? And then we'll get to the the important part afterwards. Okay. What what name do the following characters conjure in your mind? Being longtime comic book readers, right? Incredible Hulk. 
Rocket Raccoon, Cloak and Dagger, Rom. Okay. Yes. Yes. Bill Mantlow. And the book about which I'd like to talk tonight, uh, of course, The Micronauts. I'm going back. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You better bring it. Bring it. I'm I'm going back. That was awesome. I'm going back to to the beginning (laughs) of The Micronauts and reading it from the very first issue. I, I like to revisit this series every so often, and I was, you know, as I do seemingly every week, if you listen to the show, I was going through boxes, and I stumbled across Micronauts number one. I said, hot damn, what better time than now to reread Micronauts? So I gathered them all up, which is not easy, because um, my comic... Because it's, it's about to get real up in here. Yeah, my comic book collating skills are very weak. Like I have shit in in forty different boxes. The longer the series goes on, the more boxes it's in. You know, I don't have everything in one box, so I had to make a little bit of effort and gather all this sh- stuff together. But it's worth it because, honestly, not only do I consider Micronauts one of the greatest series to come out of Marvel, I think the first issue is one of the hottest, most dead-on, most captivating first issues marvel ever published do you agree hell yeah I yeah go along with that yeah the, the first issue's killer i mean everything you need he needed to do to cover to captivate the reader to to put the hooks sink them deep into the reader and drag them along through i mean look at how many licensed series last well how long did micronauts last at least 70-ish? No, Rom lasted 75. About, uh, around around 60, because then it went to New Voyages. Right. New Voyages land uh, lasted about 12, yeah. right? Maybe, maybe a little more. for that. Well, yeah. And then, see, that's the thing. That was I, bi-monthly I, for a time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And at the, for a time, Micronauts was direct only, too. Remember when they had the, the, yep. the direct market only issues? But anyway, and to get to touch on what Alan says, that, that's something that has bothered me ever since this Marvel cosmic erupted with the Guardians of the Galaxy and everything. I appreciate the fact that some of the Micronauts are back, but if, I mean, they could have left well enough alone. I would be perfectly happy with the Micronauts. The new voyages, that that ended. You know what I mean? I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but but that effectively ended the you know the Micronauts. You know? Right. But I'm concerned. Ba- yeah. Back back to back to Mr. Mantlow. Um, everything he needed to do, he put in this issue. You you had the villain, one of the most fully formed, wonderfully fleshed out villains in the Marvel universe. I I like Baron Karza on a level with. Dark Side. I'm, I'm not saying I like him more than Dark Side because, you know, but, but Karza, you had the insidious scientist turned dictator, which is Baron Karza. You had a man out of time, suspended animation for a thousand years, give or take, uh, in and out, uh, the explorer of the universe, Commander Arcturus Ran, and his buddy, his robot sidekick, Biotron, co-pilot. Biotron! Tooling around, yeah, tooling around in the microverse, in the HMS Endeavor, exploring, just seeking things out. And meanwhile, back on the home planet, stuff is not going over well, right? At all. At all. There has been a revolution. And and the thing about it is it's not your typical 
let's um uh, like the, the 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 royal family is being usurped it's it's uh, there seems to be a under undercurrent of uh if you live in comfort or have a certain amount of uh renown you are considered uh, anathema you're bad so the people are rising up it, actually it's all been uh, instigated by baron karza and and the royal family is being decimated uh prince um princess mari with an i who also goes by the name marionette yeah. and uh, and her brother prince argon they watch their family cut down by uh baron Carza's shock troopers and they're on the run you have a deposed prince mr acroyer who who should be the rightful ruler of spartak but he's not because his sob of a brother prince shaitan got into bed with karza and uh so shaitan's working with karza to instill this this unrest uh on homeworld uh that's on my beach and you 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 also have this this it's almost like a buddy book in some uh points because acroyer and bug they, they they work so well together and they're most unlikely of duos because Acroyer is all about, all the, about business. the business. Yes, he's he's the warrior born. He he must overcome. And then Bug, he's just he, he he's a very noble soul, but he has that that aloof nightcrawler kind of air where you know he's got a joke and and cut up like a, a little bit like Spider Man too. You know while he's throwing down. Um, some of the concepts in this book, like Force Commander and the Shadow Priest and the World Mind uh, of Spartak, it's an, it's an amazing series. And when you think about the origins of this book, it, it just it, it makes you marvel at uh, no pun intended at the the genius of Bill Mantlo because, uh, as legend has it, his son Adam received Micronauts toys. For Christmas, uh, I believe it was in 1977, and, and Mantlo took a look at him. He's like, hey, I, you know, I could do something with this. And he concocted this whole story, this whole backstory for these toys, these imported Japanese Microman toys. Migo uh, brought him over, and he, he fashioned this, this mythology around these chunks of plastic, brought it to Shooter, and Jim Shooter's like, yeah, okay. And, and they got the ball rolling, and like I said... A licensed book, probably next to Rom, which was also done by Bill Mantlo, one of the most ingenious licensed property I've ever read. I mean, guys do G.I. Joe, and they do it well. Like Larry Hama took G.I. Joe in in really good places, but I, maybe I'm, I'm biased. I don't think G.I. Joe has the brilliance of Micronauts. I mean, I'm not going to step to you and tell you that you're wrong, but there's a, about a billion people I know who seem to love them some G.I. Joe. Yeah, oh, I, I'm saying it's great, but no, it's, it's, I wouldn't, you, yes, you can like both, but no, I wouldn't, I, I see where you're going, Vince, and, and yeah, I think it depends on maybe, not your mindset, but just is, is, are you feeling on the ground or, yeah, it's, it's more of the fantastic. You're right, but GI Joe is a little bit too mundane for me, and and it oh, does. I mean, I it, it does have okay. roots. Right. It does have roots in the in the military slash espionage world. So yeah, that's another couple strikes against it with me. But good stories are good stories, and and I and I do appreciate what Larry Hama did. It's GI Joe had a lot of great moments, but. <laughs> 
Micronauts, it just seems like all the pieces fit. To get Michael Golden for your first bunch of issues, I mean, next to, at the, uh, who at the time was the shizzle? Dude, what? Can I, uh, can I, may I, may I interject? Go ahead, you're, yeah. you're here, yeah. Please. Okay, so Heroes Con, two years ago, maybe it has been two years ago, Michael Golden sitting at his, at his table. Do you know every time, every con I've been to, Michael Golden is sitting there. With no one and around him, you mean? You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I'm like, it hurts. It hurts. So <laughs> at, at Heroes Con, I saw him there and I'm like, I have, there's got to be some interaction here. This is, this is bullshit. So I ran over and got me some Micronauts, which are also very accessible in the dollar bins oh yes, yes except it's another shame there, there's a I couple that aren't like the first one and one or two in the 20s but yeah you're right they're, they're very very accessible i got one through 12 oh, for 12 dollars yeah. <laughs> okay and i took him straight to mr golden and i said i just told him i just because in my head i had the stark image the stark image of no pun intended. Baron Carza shooting his hand off, <laughs> and that hand shooting across a courtyard or something, and grabbing some dude by his throat, and crushing his windpipe, and this black glob globular blood coming out of his mouth, and I'm and I, I have never forgotten that image because the use of the black and the just the contrast without the color, I mean it had color, but without the color you could tell the depth. And the thickness of the blood, and it was all that Michael Golden kind of pastiche-looking, unique thing going on. So you know, yeah. I had to go to him, and I had to say, "Mister, this is this is this is what I remember from your work. It will it will never leave my mind, and I would be honored if you would sign for me Aww. as many micronauts here that I have as you can." And he signed like five or six of them. Oh, probably because Renee came by after. Yeah, his, really. Uh, Crack the whip, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, and I has them. Oh, and, and you I know, shall never let them go. I have the first issue in my hand right now, and I gotta say, the reproduction, not all that great. I mean, you you have a strong, a, it's a strong artist that can overcome uh, shortcomings in the reproduction. The, the reproductive process, which sounds kind of icky, but Ugh. you know what I mean, the printing process. Uh, I don't know what kind of plates Marvel was using back then. I don't think they made it to flexographic yet. I think that that was uh, an 80s uh, in, uh, innovation, but a, a lot of Golden's lines in this first issue are a little bit too thin for the process. I mean, he, he there there are some panels where hairline thin lines and and they barely reproduce but you know what it doesn't matter really all that much because you look at the drawing ability and and he does lay it on pretty thick when he wants to but it's all beautifully feathered then you got the zipper tone in the background and the chapter breaks with the with the the bold mm. semi splashes on there. Not, there's no complete splash pages in this except for the first one which is great because you know how I feel about splash pages but Oh, good. Michael Golden captivate, captivated me back as a kid. And then when the man thing popped up, I was like, lockdown. <laughs> this is my favorite book ever. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oddly enough, next to issue one in the box was Micronauts Annual Number One. 
Oh. And wouldn't you know, the annual is actually a prequel to the first issue? Nice. It's nuts. It was drawn by another legend, the creative Spider-Man, Mr. Steve Ditko. Uh-huh. The the whole, uh, what is this, 48-page annual? Yeah, I think it's 48 pages. All of it was drawn by Mr. Ditko. And, and it's got, I think, three different stories in it. The first story is... Ran and Biotron tooling around in the Endeavor, and it's the day before they make it back to Homeworld. The the day before, and it actually shows them coming back to Homeworld, and you see everything leading up to the assassination of the royal family with Princess Mari. Uh, she she's doing um, some kind of gymnastics with um, her brother's horse. What was the horse's name? Argon's horse. Oh, um, oh. The horse that he that he melds with. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't. Um, well, whatever. It, she she's doing like uh, combat training slash gymnastics with the horse, and it just it it weaves itself into the story really nicely, and it dovetails with the first issue. When you read this annual before Micronauts number one, the story just blows up. It becomes so much bigger. There's a double-page um, character assemblage drawn by Mr. Ditko of everyone in the first, like, say, 12 issues. You got um, the Fantastic Four in there with Psycho Man, Captain Universe is in there, uh, Professor Philip Prometheus, remember that? With the pit in the... Oh, come on. The pit. The pit. That's what I'm saying. The pit. Uh, Bugs' father's in here. Lady Jasmine. It's really nice, and it's all Ditko. But the second story, where am I going here? Oh, the second story is uh, Mari and the the royal family. And then the last story is actually a Croyer and Bug in the arena. Remember when they flung them into the arena, and they had a. Fa- it, it's an extended sequence of what they uh, had to go through in the arena and how they ended up actually saving. Uh, Ran and and Mar- Marionette and it's just it's an amazing issue and I was like how did I why is this next to the first it's just it's just chance that these <laughs> these two issues are were put together so you know n- now we we reveled in the brilliance of Bill Matlow right and I think it's necessary to go in in a in a direction where not a lot of people want to go. But we have to. We got to give this man his due because. Come on, Vince. Come on, Vince. Talk to him. He's, Talk he's, to the people. He's he's not doing so well. Um, see, in uh, in '92, Bill was rollerblading and he was struck by a car, a, a victim of a hit and run, and, and and he suffered severe head trauma in the ordeal, and he actually went into a coma at one point. He came out of it. But since then, he—I mean—he's been stricken with irreparable brain damage. The the guy requires constant care. Um, uh, his brother Michael Matlow is is uh, the caregiver, and he was the stupidity that's involved with insurance companies and and Medicare and Medicaid. He he was forced to liquidate his brother's assets, uh, spend them down, uh, they call it, to a point where he could. Uh, qualify for Medicaid. Now, now Bill had a huge collection of of comic books 
that he used for his his reference right. uh, library when he was writing for Marvel. And uh, I think at one time he even paid his boy Adam to be like the the curator of this collection. That's how large it was. Um, so they had to sell all that stuff, all the memorabilia, just to pay for the cost of of his health care and and everything that that entails. Um, there, there's been benefits along the way for Mr. Mantlow floating world comics way up in Portland, Oregon. They, they sponsored a couple of fundraisers for, for Mr. Mantlow. There was, uh, I think two ROM centric auctions where they had artists of all different, um, types of comics, uh, you know, indie, mainstream, just all joined together and they donated their time and their artwork and their ability uh, it drew, drawing ROM and they auctioned these pieces off and Mr. Matlow got the money. Um, there, there's a man named David Yurkovich. I've been following this guy's uh, work for a long time. He, he's the creator of Death by Chocolate and Threshold. Uh, Sleeping Giant Comics is, is his thing. And he wrote and edited, um, a Life in Comics. Bill Matlow, A Life in Comics is a benefit book, which unfortunately is out of print. Yeah. But, because it was published in 2007, quickly went out of print. Uh, you can get the digital edition. It's available through Wowio for a lousy three dollars and fifty cents. And does that all of does it that benefit Mantlow? All it says uh, from what I've read, all of the proceeds of the book goes to Mantlow's care. Good for yep. Wowio. Okay. Yeah. Good. I mean, Bill was known as the go-to guy. In, in times of need at Marvel, when when uh, I mean, get, there was a point where Shooter was getting pissed off because a lot of artists were missing deadlines, and to to curb that um, deluge of of late books, which was unheard of in the day. I mean, they didn't have late books. If if the book looked like it was going to go to print late, they would pull out a, a a story from the slush file and and run with that. You know, just have somebody do a, a cover and and go with that. But Bill Mantlow was there. For Marvel, he was the go-to guy. He could get books out in in a in a you know little uh, snap of your fingers, not that quick, but you know what I mean. And and so, don't you think we should be the go-to guys for for Bill Mantlow now? I mean, the the dude needs our help, and you you have a man who who I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure anybody who experienced Bill's work back in the day feels the same way. He he fired our imaginations. The dude gave us dreams, right? That's the thing. I mean, it's if I mean obviously if if you've only been reading from like you know if if you're only familiar with Bendis as the writer of the Avengers, then then you know you really unless you've been back issue diving or picked up an essential here or there, you may not have read a lot of Mantlow work. But I mean, for for someone who if you've been reading since since the 80s you know you Vince mentioned Micronauts and and it's as as beautiful as those Michael Golden issues were the two issues of Micronauts I remember the most are by Pat Broderick and Armando Gill and it's oh, yeah. uh it's the one when Ant-Man shows up and then the, the following issue where they fight Plant-Man those yeah. two I, I can never I can never forget those two uh but um but I you mean, should read I, the ones Broderick did with uh, a Croyer and the the World Mine. Oh my God! I love the way he draws a Croyer. It's 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 a sight. The uh, so you've had Micronauts, you've had Rom, of course. But I mean, I remember reading. I, he he was writing the Incredible Hulk when I was getting hot and heavy with Hulk. Uh, he was writing. Um, he 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 was writing. Um, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man is where I really 
I think is where I spent the most amount of time with him because you had Silvermane, you had Cloak and Dagger, you had Punisher when 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 he was uh, supposedly in air quotes crazy shooting everybody with rubber bullets and and even jaywalkers and things like that because he was he was really taking the whole you've you've committed a crime thing too far, uh, but there's just. I can't think of, and of course, I remember the great switch what, that he made with with Burn when Burn took right. over to Hulk, and then you know Mantlo and and uh, Mignola and and Talia went over to uh, to Alpha Flight. But I think tick, uh, ter, ter, took over is the op- operative uh, couple of words in there because I don't think Mantlo wanted to do Hulk. I or, I mean um, Alpha, Alpha Flight. Flight, right? I think he wanted to stick on Hulk, and Burns was like, "Well, I, I'm tired of doing Hulk." Well, also with Burn, or Alpha Flight. I mean, we 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 talked about. Um, th- there was that issue, I think, of Amazing Heroes where Burn, they interviewed Burn, or he he brought up why he wanted to do Switch. First thing I I ever remember hearing back in the day was that Burn's goal was to he didn't like working on things. I guess he created or, or that he basically wanted to work on things that Stan and Jack worked on. Right, so I, exactly. I'm on, on Fantastic Four and 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 of course you know, the Incredible Hulk he goes to, but I can't. I, I don't want to know what my comic book reading early years would have been like without Mantlo. He's honest to God. It's it's insane. I mean, I, I look. I mean, it's and it's. I can kind of look back at at the DC stuff too and think about you know any of the works that uh, that Dick Giordano had a hand in or, or Denny O'Neill and things like that. But I mean, Mantlo to me was he he formed a lot of my Marvel reading days. It's it's, yeah. it's because of him. I mean, he had his hand in everything. To take a basically one-shot toy like Rom, no backstory, you know, no no history, no intermingling with any other kind of characters. You basically have a hunk of plastic with a red eye and a gun, okay? And to to stretch that out for seventy-five issues and create Galador and the Space Knights and the whole uh, human loss of humanity with this this man buried in this technology and he just wants to be human but he has a battle to fight he's got to release his his people in the universe from this this scourge of these dire wraiths that are going along and and taking over and assuming the 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 uh the physical form of people that's crazy you just got one friggin toy it's a it and it's not a very detailed toy either rom is basically i mean he's got a couple louvers on him but otherwise he's just a big silver guy with a flat face and and matt look came in and just ran with it i wish they had made some dire wraith toys i'd love to push a button in the back and have their tongue come poking out and stabbing yeah, this, people in the head. They were freaky I, as hell. I've always said that. I said, okay, you got Marvel Legends, and they're doing figures of friggin' everything, right? Yeah. Where the hell's the Dire Wraiths? Yeah. I know. You got a goddamn well, toy, a Pip to Troll, but no Dire Wraiths. Well, <laughs> I do like Pip to Troll, though. I know you do. I just throw that out. Let's just, how about we do it this way? You got a goddamn Moon Knight toy, and you oh, don't got a Dire Wraith. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just see. pissed off. You just pissed off three of our listeners. Oh, but look, he's got a flying hover car with its own little base. Get out of here! It's a piece of crap. I hate that. Oh, figure. oh, oh! <laughs> but anyway, Dude, I forgot. I forgot he wrote the Jack of Hearts mini. Yes, the forest two Jack man. of Hearts. That was, that was awesome. Yep. Mantlo has done a lot of. Bo- I think they said at one time. I am hugging uh, you right now. I am hugging to- <laughs> you. I am hugging you. By the time he was uh, done with comics, I, I, he eventually went uh, to be a lawyer or in, in something in, in, in law. He had written uh, at least a fill-in of every Marvel 
major Marvel oh, title. Oh, Marvel. Team of Marvel. Two and yeah. one. Mar- yeah, yeah. He, he wrote the first. He wrote Quest Probe. I like that. I have those. I have I have those bound. He wrote the first <laughs> issue of that, yeah. Oh, Damn his thing. But do you, are you getting this uh, um let me I gotta shout out one of our one of our brethren. I gotta shout him out because you're talking about Bill Matlow from from your memory, but I was only made extremely aware of Bill Matlow from our Smash Hansen. Ah, uh-huh. Rick Hansen from Rick Hansen. Rick Hansen somehow for some reason well not for some reason, because he does the Smash Tales on Marvel Noise. He's What's been that? all. What's that oh, Marvel Noise? What's that? I heard of that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I did. No. It's, it's some little spin off. I don't know, really, but it's. Spin off! It's got this. It's got this. It's sexy like the Ropers. Ass host <laughs> that doesn't talk enough on his own goddamn show. But that's all right. I'm working stuff out. I'll be all right. But on. <laughs> <laughs> but Rick Hansen has a a, a, for, a format called um, Smash Tales on there, and he he just got a hold of of Bill. Everything you said about Bill Matlow, he's got a hold of that and took up the cause to educate us about Bill Matlow's experiences right now. And me, Alan White, happens to work actually in traumatic brain injuries. So I didn't I, I didn't know that. I do. I'm yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm all mental health and whatnot. That's why I'm so crazy with you guys because I work in the field. Because yeah, you got you got to know what you you got to know what you what you're doing. So yeah, it's right. nice to live it. Yeah, well, well you, see, if it's you funny. work in a winery, you drink the wine. So you know exactly. It's funny you should mention that because I'm going to put a bunch of links this time. I will in in with our show notes for this because no, this is important. This is really important. Uh, I'll I'll link to the Sleeping Giant uh, Yurkovich's page. I'll link to the Wowio page where you can buy bill mantlow life in comics there's a, a a really tough to read article on uh, robot still, robot six a robot and, six but, link to it but yeah right uh the life health pro article that tells you details in excruciating detail what Bill's going through, his current state. I mean, the, the the title of it is My Name is Bill Matlow, I Want to Go Home. It breaks your heart. I, I had to stop reading it like halfway through and, and, and just pull back and say, all right, I'm going to take a breather from this because it's, it's really... It's like, what, it's like nine pages? Yeah, it's nine pages. And, it, and it's it's really, it's a tough read for anybody with any kind of feelings. Um, and it just tells you all the problems he's having with, with insurance companies and, and the way they conduct business and their draconian uh, qualifications that they have or you got to do certain things to meet certain criteria and even though people deem you of a certain uh, physical state that they 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 have a hard time believing it and everything it has to be certified by and it's it's just all clogged up and Bill's not getting the kind of care that, that he needs to get uh, from what I could tell, and you, you need to help him out. Buy the damn Wowio book. You know, just keep a keep an ear out for any other Bill Matlow uh, benefits, and and we need to help this man. Well, can I, I can I add to can I add to that? Then you can also, add whatever you want. Yeah, Rick Rick's got a link up for Thanksgiving, and he's. Oh, I'm looking at his Facebook page because I while you were talking, I, I had to go. I had to. I had to. And he's got uh, a post that says, give thanks to Bill Matlow. And the, the, um, I can send you the link and you can put it in the show notes if I could be so presumptuous. No, you could do that too. Right. 
uh, gee, I, you know, I'm. Uh, if you think I'm a biter and I'm, I'm working off Mr. Hansen, so no. what? If, no, 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 not you. I don't mean you. I don't mean you. I mean you, the listener. <laughs> uh, it's you? just, it's just great minds think alike, I guess, yeah. because I yeah. was just. We need to do this. What I've, what I've come to realize is, as, as, as Rick and and the Colonel have been working on Smash Tales, the way you are about Kirby, Vince, or, or, um, or yeah, or, or Chris is with Rucka. I think. I think if there's one creator that Rick considers somebody in, in, important in, in, in his reading life, it's it's yeah, I, I I've come to to realize that I think it's Bill Mailer. Yeah. And it's I, love I mean and it's it's not a bad I mean it's it's not somebody that uh no slouch. It's it's you know, of, of all the creators out there, that's a pretty good one to uh to to appreciate their work. Uh I, I remember uh way back when Get my comic stack. I, at the time, I was would only get my books once a month because the comic shop was like twenty twenty five miles away. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in high school, maybe maybe first year of college. I don't know whatever the the, the year was, but uh, so I would get my books. And at that time, I was buying every Marvel book that came out. Okay, and I'm thinking the cover price was maybe sixty or seventy five cents, maybe. And the you had X Men and Amazing Spider Man and Fantastic Four and all the great books that came out. The first one I would read was Rom every month. That wow. was the one I would I would grab. It was captivating. It was crazy. I wanted to see what happened to Brandy. What's going on with Torpedo? Oh my God, is he getting? You know, I that that had to be. I mean, that that's the one of the few times where I looked at a character design when 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 Brandy was armored up, and I was just like. This is hideous. I could not. Stick. Yeah, the I diamond. Mean, yeah. Torpedo. Torpedo looked ridiculous with his big ass arm gauntlets, but Brandy was just that was <laughs> horrific. That it was. was but she's not, there, that was hideous, baby. But there was a kind of cuteness to her, though. But oh, I mean, the lips. Oh my! God. And the ponytail. Come on. Face, happy yeah, face oh, inside please. that big hexagonal head. I still love it. <laughs> I still love it. And and tip of the hat to David, it's one of the first times where I made a point of noticing the inking team because Aiken and Garvey Aiken were Garvey, were, yep. fan, were fantastic yeah. on inks on that they, book. They, they, they made Bushi, I mean, they made anybody look, you know, different. But, I mean, when you see, like, Bushima inked by just about anybody else, and then still you see like Aiken and Garvey. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, they just, they, they, they soften it up. They, 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 they had Slick curves. Slick, too. It's, just, it's all, yeah. my God, that I love their work. And then when they crossed over with the X-Men, with the damn diarrhea thing, I was, you, I couldn't be stopped. <laughs> I, I was I was pushing the book to everybody. Read it, read it. But see, e even even then, you would think that dragging X Men readers into the Rom universe would increase the sales of the book. But not long after that, that was it for Rom. Well, you know Which why? Is, because you had you, you you had one of the diaries like attacking Storm on the cover of Uncanny X Men. What the hell? We can't. Yeah, have that. You, you know you, you know? go for the top dog. You don't take the bottom. Seriously, yeah, you don't you don't go after Storm. I mean, really, even the even the Brood know you go to go to Wolverine if you want to take over somebody. <laughs> You got one more time to mess with Storm. You hear me? You got one more time, Vince B. She, she, she should change her name to Squall because she ain't all that. See, that ain't, you ain't right. Okay. I'm going to have to get my posse after your ass because you ain't okay. right. That's, that's, that's Julian and Daryl and Alan. Look out. Oh, there goddess, you go. please. Here we come. All right. So, oh, yeah, I've, I've taken en enough. 
enough time, but I'm sorry. That I'm was not sorry. Time, Vince. That was some good shit right there. See, give it up for Bill Mantlow. Come on. Three dollars and fifty cents. You, you need to do this. If you don't, it's for everyone. If you're a fan of Mantlow, you'll you'll love the book. If you're not a fan of Mantlow, you'll know what's driving all us old farts to praise the dude. It's yeah. all in there. I have the the paper, the physical book, and I'm gonna buy the the I, digital one in addition. I, th I think about as I'm as, as I've been catching up on Amazing Spider-Man, and I think about the appearances of Black Cat. Well, I remember her from Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man, written by Bill Mantlo. You you, you, you you can't think about the Micronauts without thinking about Bill Mantlo. You can't think about Rom. So I mean, there's there are things us as Vince likes to point out the old farts who who where we think about the characters we're reading these days, and whether. Back then, I, I know with the Bronze Age and, and the 80s, that's, that, that's kind of our golden age for some of us. But when, when we think about the characters and, or how they were back then, or if, if something goes on today that causes us to recall something that we read back in the day, this is one of the guys who, who, who definitely had a hand in it. Yeah, truth. All right, I'm done. Take it away. Somebody else jump in. I have a comic book confession. Oh, uh oh! Never read Micronaut. Oh, oh! You, you, you need to, you need to fix that. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're ready for a ride. I mean, I think I mean, it'll hold yeah. up. I honestly do. I think it you're does. Ready for a treat. Oh yeah, I know that. Um, actually, at uh, at at New York Comic Con, I do believe Jason bought yet again the four issue miniseries X Men and Micronauts. I mean, even if you don't, even if you haven't read any Micronauts, you can find those four issues and and enjoy that. It's 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 uh, written by guys. Wait, actually, did did Mantlo write that, or was that Mantlo and Claremont, or was that Claremont? Claremont. I think it was Mantlo and Claremont, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. But at least it'll give you a taste of the Micronauts. But yeah. I mean, no, you you really should. Micronauts is definitely something that if if you can find in the back issue bins, it's. It's it like Alan says. It, it's not dated at all. It it'll it holds up, and it's just it's fun. It's gorgeous. The, I mean, you had Michael Gold and you had Pat Broderick. I mean, you've had some really great artists working on Kelly Jones. And that was yeah. He did he was he towards he the, the end and then the new he voyages. Did the, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, you had you had Jackson guys pretty much signed. And I remember the um, I think it was like the last page of of the last issue before it became the New Voyages, and I think Geist drew either him and Mantlow or just Mantlow. But I I, I do remember a, a Jackson Geist Bill Mant Geist drawn portrait of Bill Mantlow in the Micronauts books. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's a Geist drawn portrait of himself on the uh, cover of Marvel Age number three, which I pulled out too. Uh, Geist is going that into was a good one. That's, yeah Marvel Age. I saved all my Marvel ages. They're, they're oh, invaluable. God, yep, invaluable. Oh, remember when, David, remember when you were talking about Southern Nights? Yep. That was the first place I ever saw Jackson Geis's work. I think and that's pretty much where almost everybody who, who was reading comics back then <laughs> might have first seen Jackson Geis's work. That uh, Because he did, I remember one of the letters pages in Southern Nights said that uh, Jackson was leaving to go work for Marvel. So um, that was, uh, that's pretty much where he got kicked off. But yeah, and actually, and bringing it back to Wowio, when I was talking about Southern Nights on that episode, it's because I downloaded the issues via Wowio. 
<laughs> I'm gonna get him then. Wowie oh. Wowie oh. Here I come. And now you and you're cracking up, Vince. Aww. You know, I think I think the audio gods are just imposing control on Vince because there's no other way. You can't control Vince. You can't stop him. He's the man. <laughs> That's why. Well, you got his talking out of the way. I, I, I. Well, Frankie had a comic confession, but 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 what did he pick up today at the comic shop? Well, last week I picked up something by Paul Greist. Paul Greist, how you say his last name? Paul Grist? Grist? Grist. Grist, Grist right? One of those. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. Uh, Mudman. I heard about um, that. I haven't checked it out. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. Um, the cover is... Um, it's, you put the, the name Mud. It's, instead of the title being on top, it's kind of on the bottom. And it's written in Mud, Mudman. <laughs> yeah. All clever and, and shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the favorite thing about the book is the introduction, where he talks about um, how he's not writing for the trade. It's just how much he loves comic books, and pretty much how he's just gonna write for the issue. Okay. And Who is this person? Well, talk, talk to me about because uh, talk, talk to me. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> Tell me stuff. I'm I want to know. I want to know. You want to know I'm about Mudman? You, you want to know about Paul Grist? Mudman. Everybody. Oh, okay. Anybody. <laughs> Alan's lonely. He just wants somebody to talk to. Him. Just talk to. I'll me. talk to you, Alan. Um, it's a it's a basic type of Spider-Man story. You know you. A uh, teenage kid gets powers by falling into special mud, and he gets mud powers. <laughs> okay, I don't know why that made me laugh. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that special mud. Not that type of mud. <laughs> uh, that, that's it, pretty much. <laughs> Image. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah some image. How am I doing? Yeah, you're good. How are you doing? How I, are you doing, Vince? I'm doing good. One of the I'm things that, that Frankie said that piqued my uh, curiosity is I followed Grist for a long time, and and the, the if there was ever a, a detriment to Jack Staff, it's the fact that you had the casual reader so to speak would have a very difficult time just jumping into any issue there was a, there was a ton of characters storylines would go on for a long time and same thing with his cane book he he seems to like these very large casts of characters and if he's writing for the issue he would do very well to do that because it makes his work infinitely more accessible i i love jack staff but there were times when i had to go back maybe three four issues like what the hell is going on here i don't remember how these characters got here i'd have to retrace my steps and and revisit certain books so if he's doing what i'm guessing are done in ones or close to that that's good that that i because he is a phenomenal artist um in in the the alex toth style 
very ah, yeah. Uh, have yeah. you ever seen Paul Grist's work, David? You have. I I have I have um, glanced through it. I I have yet to read Jack Staff, and I I do know that there are people on the forum who actually Phillies, um, I think sixty four. He uh, he's a fan because he has Jack Staff as his avatar. Yeah, it's a great um, book. I know Tom Caters has talked about it on uh, on around comics, so it's it's. Uh, it's it's on my radar. It's just not something with everything else. I, I still have to read. It's it's not. I didn't want to add something new to the ever growing pile. Not yet. Yeah, yeah but I will. I will That's definitely true. check that. But and another, and another thing, he needs to get this mud man out on a regular basis. Uh, uh, Jack Staff was kneecapped by the fact that there was pretty huge chunks of dead space in between uh releases it, it took a while for him was, to for him to get six issues of jack St- the 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 latest incarnation of jack staff for him to get those six inch issues out took a long friggin time really yeah as yeah. as as only image published jack staff or did he try doing it on his own and then it went to image is it just uh, let me see i he published kane on his own okay. and I, i'm thinking that he did the same for jack staff for a while and then it went to image um and then there it it built up a sizable run and then they just started back with the number 1 and and that's where it seemed the, the problem seemed to creep in with the with the uh the scheduling and and then and, uh there was really dead spots like i i don't even think image knew that he was going to stop with uh jack staff and do this mudman thing because i have paid for jack staff issue 7 8 and 9 <laughs> you look, wow, if you okay. if you if you look at my dcbs uh the the items yet to be shipped form there's three issues of jack staff on there and if you look at issue six it effectively ends so i don't know if dcbs knows this but i i would really doubt like hell that there's going to be any more jack staff because he's now he's doing Mudman. there's no way in hell paul gris is going to be getting two books out so i'm Damn. thinking i'm thinking Mudman's his thing right now which is good it's great it, the, the like frankie said the cover of the first issue is is stunning it, it's it's i guess in the neil adams vein where he incorporates the the logo of Mudman into the the actual scene, like Frankie said, he's standing in in this pool of mud, and the mud forms the letters "Mud Man" around his legs. It's really nicely done. Uh, that's it's cool. It, you know, go Paul Grist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's he's a very talented draftsman. David. Yes, what sir. We, what we got, you, David? All right, now see, this is David. Th- this this might take a while. I don't know if it's going to take as. I'll help you along. Well, yes, yeah, it's, it might not take as long as as, as a Vince segment, but it's it's, uh, it's I haven't I haven't David. talked about this character in ages, and I've recently got caught up. Boris the Bear. Up, so, oh, I wish, <laughs> I wish. You know, I need to, I need to find Fat Ninja. I have I need to, <laughs> It's good. It's it's. Um, <laughs> It's it's a book I haven't read. I, I've I've just been letting pile up. It's it's been at least a year, and actually it's probably been over a year. Uh, got up to date up until last week because that was when the last the latest issue had come out. Uh, I'm talking I, I about know, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. You, I knew you were going to say that. Who is that? And, is that a new character? What? It's a new character. Sort of... Brand new. Actually, he got his he got his origin similar to Mudman. He he oh, fell okay. into a, a radioactive spider. And, and, uh, this wow! <laughs> I mean, 
It's not. It's not me. It's I'm on my best behavior. And it's not Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm with the dogs. Pick up the I'm, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know, but Chris is dipping his dick in peanut butter when they get all jangly uh, like that. Oh, Jeez. ew! <laughs> ew! That's nasty. Nasty Vince. That's just nasty. But it's Vince. Hey, you wanted to be on the show. It's dude. true. I am sexist. <laughs> bring the nasty. Bring the noise. Bring the funk. I, I went. I went all the way back. The last thing I read was right before Shed. So I read from Shed forward, and Ooh. Shed was Shed was fucking dark dude it was was, dark yes it was it was it was harsh and it is and and there's there's absolutely no turning back and and for for one of these characters and uh and it was just it was it started i guess i stopped reading spidey right before a certain time in 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 the characters or, or in this big time era's point and and uh after reading shed and reading the rest of the arcs leading up to the 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 new era the big time era um the book was just getting darker and darker and and so you have you had shed which for the most part beautifully illustrated by chris Piccolo, and then you had some emma rios art to to fill in some of the uh some of the pages but uh that followed or grim hunt followed shed and grim hunt Another dark story, but it, it's not as bad as I, as especially you, Vince. A few people led me to think that it was it was really one of the worst things ever to be put to paper, and it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't like it. I'm sorry. I know, and it, it wasn't. I artistically, I don't think Michael Ark was, was the best choice for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have. I. I, I would never need Viagra if Mike Zek and 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 oh shit! And Bob Come on, you can't talk about stuff like that while I'm on the line. <laughs> if if they got Zek and and McLeod to 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 come back and do an arc for that, I'd you know there'd be no words. But it would be like Renee, run, honey, run, honey. <laughs> they should have got. Your man is comp. Uh, oh, nope, no, nope, never mind. That that that, just, that that would have been fantastic. I do not think. The um, I don't think we really needed to go there, as far as what what Grim Hunt accomplished, uh, with with bringing back a character. Mm. But you know, but then to bring him back and then throw him in the Savage Land, really? Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, but that explains that that fills in why I was wondering in the second issue, Venom. You know, what the hell's Craven doing here? But yeah, it it um, you know, so so after Grim Hunt. We had one moment in time, which again, I know a lot of people were just like, "Oh God, it was just why." And 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 I I know that I guess Casada is is doing things a little differently when when he's working with Mickey, and and it's um, it wasn't the work I'm used to with Joe Casada when when he was working with Palmiati, and you had things like Azrael or Ash or or even even the old Daredevil stuff from from the early days of Marvel Knights and. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think that was too bad either. And, and it's still, you know, it fits again. It's not like nobody went back in time. Nobody's younger. 
everything we've been saying from the beginning of, of when, when they started off brand new day and when they ended one more day, you know, as far as, you know, when, when people had questions and even though they, they said, you know, just everything's the same, the marriage didn't happen. Norman was Green Goblin. They lost the baby. You know, everything still happened. They just didn't get married. And this basically laid it all out for everybody who couldn't quite get that. And we found out what Mary Jane whispered to Mephisto and things like that. So that was fine. Then we had Origin of the Species. That's awesome. You can, you can really tell we're recording from New York. To Lord have mercy. It's so ghetto out my window. I'm so so. Let me no, that no 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 microphone. No no no, it's good. No? Leave it. I like that because we're talking about Amazing Spider. Man. Yeah, leave it. All that, right, okay. So then, pain then, in my ass, though. I'm gonna tell you that right now for free. Then, then we had, <laughs> then we had. Well, don't tell them it's free because everybody's always bitching about what they didn't get in the episode and they demand. Yeah, it. that's okay. The the uh, after one moment in time, we had Origin of the Species, which I'm glad. We had Origin of the Species, and I'm glad how it ended because after everything, after reading so many issues one after a row without, without waiting the three times a month as, as, I'm, as I'm going through them, it, I think Brand New Day kind of just ran its course. It, it just, it, you know, it established what it needed to establish, but with, with Peter's luck and, and everything that Spider-Man's been going through, and and the whole Aunt May being possessed by, by Mr. Negative, and it was just, it was a bit much. It was heavy, things were dark, and, and it wasn't, it was pretty much the opposite of the way things were when Brand New Day started. And I, and I really, I, I wasn't at the point where I'm ready to walk away from Amazing Spider-Man, but it just, it wasn't a fun comic. It wasn't a Spider-Man comic to me, the way things were going. So we had the end of Brand New Day, which I felt, happened at the right time or, or they ended the brand new day era at the right time and we kicked off big time which was um which is when we now have dan slot as as the primary spider-man writer and for the most part umberto ramos as the the main penciler and i love <laughs> spider-man i love his peter parker that's when i left really mm-hmm. i left with big time i think i i for, big time from from Vince, I'm telling you, I think that was a mistake. And probably I, so, but and I know I know you have you have a ton of shit on your plate, and I know you know you're reading what you're digging, and and you got all this you got all this new DC stuff to read, but <laughs> dig I, I, dig it, dig catch yeah. up with it, baby, <laughs> get it. I think I think big time has just been it's been fun. It it reminds me of the um. Of of the whole, it it reminds me of when I started reading back when you had um, like Roger Stern writing it and and John Romita Jr. and and like Jim Mooney were the artists and things like that. It just it it's it's bright. You're young. It's just it's <laughs> shush. Oh, Ross Andrew, sorry. It just it uh, old timer. It was um, a mere baby. I rem- I remember when Norman was popping pills. The the wait a minute. The uh, <laughs> It big time has things going on for it, like like um like Peter actually has a job. Big time. It's, it's it's not a uh, all right, Peter Gabriel. It's not a bigger. Uh, it's not um he's not a teacher. He's not a photographer because of course you know he's been back blacklisted from that. It's uh, oh, what's he doing? He is working 
at Horizon Labs. He is one of, which is kind of like a, a, a cross between... Um, like a think tank? Like, like, thing? Yeah, he, he basically... Research. He's someone who's, who's similar to, to Steve Jobs. He, his, his whole goal is you come Clocking up... Clocking them dollars. With, That's with, what his goal is. You come Get up with that cheese. You invent things that uh, can better humanity as long as you come up with a... The patented idea, like every quarter, your um, the the owner of Horizon Labs is happy, and and the dude's name is Max Modell, and it's it's um, he's a very likable character. Peter actually scored this job because of his connections to his stepbrother's wife, to his stepsister-in-law, Marla Jameson, is friends because we. I, I this is why I love. Amazing Spider-Man these days, and, and how Stephen Wacker is just a fantastic editor, but I completely forgot that Marla is a scientist. It, she she came up with the Spider-Slayers, so when you throw in shit from back in the day like that, I kind of get all squishy inside, so you know, she, <laughs> she, she, she reminds us that, you know, She's a smart person. She, she, she's an inventor. So because she's friends with Max Modell, she's able to get Peter an interview. And Peter is one of the seven um, resident scientists that, that, that are free to come and go. And, uh, and, and Max is very hands-off with them. He has, he as long has as they produce, right? As long as they produce. And there are some um, – the, the scientists are all – you know, there's like a 12-year-old kid. Whose name? His parents are big Fantastic Four fans. This kid's name is Watu Jackson. Get out of here! Little black kid. So he's like the hell out. What? It's it's hysterical. So his his Watu is his name is Watu, and and there's a little editor's note that says yes, this child's name is Watu. Watch it. Well, why it gotta be Jackson though? He's black, dude. How many? Oh, see, that's a bullshit, right? You have to march up on this bitch. If it wasn't Jackson, it would have been what? Johnson, White, Washington. How many? Lincoln. How many names? What's wrong with? Let it be White. You don't. You black people don't have a lot of last names. You did not say Lincoln. So, so, so Peter's got his um Peter's actually you know, got his got his feet on the That's ground. Just a damn shame. And, and he's actually he's 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 making the dollars and he um and I'm clocking he, them. He I'm sorry, he's clocking the dollars. Thank you. Dollars. And he's got uh, a friend. Um Who is it now? It well okay. It's no one from the brand new, uh, the the brand new day it's, continuity. It's, is it? it's 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 Carly Cooper. Nice, go Peter. <laughs> and, see, but I'm, I'm I'm telling you what was happening as Big Time started, and and the first few months of of Big Time, and um, you had you had things like the return of, and I'm doing this in air quotes, dude. You had the return of Gene DeWolf. Ah, okay. And that yeah, that that at first I was like, eh? but. Uh, it all makes sense. In, it's not the chameleon again, is it? It's not the chameleon. Okay. Um, Spoilers. Does, he could be a woman too if he wants. It does to. have it does have ties into Mysterio, but it's not it's not Mysterio. And it's goldfish head. It's goldfish. It's somebody, goldfish. Um, it is 
is somebody that uh, that that Peter and and Carly know, and and it, you know, so, but because Carly is a forensic scientist and and you know she's smart, Peter's always worried that you know whether or not she'll find out if uh, if he. Um, Peter Parker and Spider-Man are the same person. But what's cool about working at Horizon, because he can come and go as he pleases, he actually has a place to store his Spidey shit. He, he can keep his uniforms and his spider traces and everything in his lab. That's 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 key to his handprint, and and no one else can get in. Yeah, um, because why would you ever want to have a relationship founded in honesty? Nah. That, exactly. never, that never works out. I know. Then, then you got Fisto showing up. And that's just, why I always say, not to interrupt you, but I guess that's what I'm doing. The <laughs> best woman for Peter was Felicia, by far. Because see, he, he could do his little shit, and she knew about it, and she, he'd get jiggy with her, and they'd have fun, and then he'd just go out and be Peter again. You as know? long as he didn't take off the mask. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Then, then he can go oh, be That's who Peter. he is. That's who right. he is, right? No. Um, yeah, he's Spider-Man. He's Peter. Ah, he's Spider-Man. The 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 drive to help people, the guilt. He's he's more Spider-Man than he is Peter Parker. But I I'm thinking that that guilt and stuff and that drive comes from being Peter Parker and he gets to act out that drive by being Spider-Man. No. He's Spider-Man because of of um of what his his guardians instilled in him. That's right. I mean, it's 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 not. But it, it's because it's of the death not, of the guardian that he really is. Right, and it's it's different than Bruce Wayne, whereas Bruce Wayne is just the mask that Batman wears. It's it's they're Picking up pearls. It's, I it's, totally it's, just did a, a Chris Neesman on you, Vince. Did you pearls. hear that? Yeah. I totally just did a Neesman on you. You're more effective than Neesman, though. Oh, now oh, you snappy. No, now, don't do that. You had you had. Um, there have been some some pretty drastic changes in big time um i don't i'm 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 trying not to to spoil much you had the return of of anti-venom uh there's one thing that i found that that kind of ramos drew that uh i think i think actually caselli drew that and it's okay is the best i've seen caselli look i mean i i liked his avengers academy stuff but, but oh, this no i like caselli yeah this blows that stuff away. This, his his amazing Spider-Man stuff because he he did the um, the bookends, he did the epilogue and the prologue for Spider Island, and they are gorgeous, especially the way he draws Carly. Uh, the um, but there's one thing in in the um, in that story with oh wait no Caselli might not have drawn that no I think it was um, uh, Tom and Coley. Might have drawn the uh, Giuseppe. Nice. Giuseppe, yeah. Can't go wrong with that either. Um, and actually, and, and and Giuseppe drew last week's issue, and it was inked by Klaus. Oh, nice. Yeah, but you when when Venom went to go, or or when Eddie Brock went to go pull Peter's mask off, um, he used the skin on his face to keep the mask stuck, so it wouldn't be pulled off. And that I think is the first time I've seen Peter use the sticky skin of his face to prevent his mask from coming off. It's like, well, Jesus, why didn't you do that all the other times in the past? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm like, that's just that's a little. That's pretty inventive. I like that. It's, it's convenient, but yeah, I mean, because and, and and then it made me think about the um, the Marvel team up issues that uh, Janet Damon 
wrote where uh, you had the no prize for the um, it was it was it was a Spider-Man teaming up with the Fantastic Four, and I'm doing air quotes again because it was basically Spider-Man and Mr. Fantastic. But by the way, Fantastic that, Four, Fantastic and, and, yeah, Four. We're not, we're not talking about that. Okay. We're um, okay. I'm yeah, we, we ain't gonna. I'm we, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're, we're trying to focus on the positive. Okay, so my, the, bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, <laughs> but in this issue of Marvel Team Up, I think it was like 132, 133, you had Spider-Man stick to the ceiling through, from his back. Um, you had a spider web that, that, was, um, that basically looked like a ladder ejected from his, uh, from his, from his web shooter. It, it wasn't really Spider-Man in this issue, as is you find out, but um, it made me think of, well, maybe Spider-Man could actually stick to walls from his back. I mean, if his, if his skin is sticky like that all over, um, you know, because I know he's, he's also attacked people. I think it was, it may have been in Grim Hunt or something where he used the, uh, the, his fingertips using the stickiness of his fingertips to like basically rip at someone's face or maybe that mm-hmm. was, Kane. But but somebody, you know. So I mean, they, they, they've been inventive in in you know he's he's like a spider. He can stick to shit. So uh, it just <laughs> it just it just really threw me off. It just kind of just it it didn't bum me out or anything. But I was just like, so you can't be unmasked because you 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 willed your skin to stick to the mask. And it's and like you said, it's it's like why didn't you do that? I mean, every like the jackal rips your mask off and sees it's your Peter Parker or, or the goblin, and it's like. Why couldn't you just do that back in the 70s? But, but what, what I thought I saw one time was that there were little fibers or little little um, yeah, the, 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 cilia like, on the fingertips yes. to help. Yeah. The, I, what issue was that? There was like that. a there was um, it, I think it was a one page um, kind of like a, a tech piece on how he sticks to walls. And they zoomed in yeah. on the fingers and there was these little tiny, well, I don't want to uh, say talons, but yeah, like, like, yeah, little extensions on his fingertips that make makes him stick it, why can't he have them uh, on, on all face? parts of well, his body right. it's called you a beard I, mean? I guess yeah well but um <laughs> you also so had uh, you had you had apparently aunt may cut the cord ew she is yeah. she and jay have moved to boston yeah that's a good thing she has she, she's left peter and and Peter looked a little dejected at first when she made the news, but um and of Ooh, course they, they they said I know, but they said this over dinner and 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 J. Jonah Jameson is there at dinner and, and, and he's he's all offended because you know, why would you want to leave New York? It's the greatest city in the world and it's because Well I'm no, he, ha- he he does have a point right there though. Oh no, really. I agree with you there. But it's mm-hmm. it's you know, as long as it doesn't snow, but it, it's um <laughs> it's uh so so right. she's she she tells Peter, you know, you've grown Nobody's up. And that's Peter actually now owns his apartment. I mean, he's got a place to actually wow. stay. He done grow the fuck up, didn't he? It's it's big time. It's it's it don't really say big is, time again. I'm gonna say I mean, big time. It's big I'm gonna sing it because um, you don't let Jason sing it, so I'm gonna do it. So why <laughs> you? <laughs> Shit. But we're not looking for Jason's <laughs> place. 
If you want to, if, if you want to replace somebody no, on the show, you I don't want to replace nobody because if I was listening to this right now, I'd be like, "Where the fuck is Jason?" <laughs> See, this is funny. This, this is funny. Wow. This is I, back. I, I guess he he is uh, not going into the alcohol slowly enough. <laughs> well, at least at least All now right, I know. So, okay, I like the word "fuck" though. Damn. Some of my favorite pos- podcasts use that word. Show it, don't grow it. It's it's the the. Um, but as far as this new era, I definitely recommend it. And it, 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 um, slot, Dan Slot is a slick mofo because there were things going on at the beginning of Big Time that you kind of maybe, oh, Vince, remember Amazing Spider Man 600? And you had yes, Dr. Do. Octopus try to basically take over the city. Yes. And he had those little Octobots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they came back. At the beginning of, of, of this new run by Slot and Ramos, and Peter actually used them to kind of, um, well, he, he used them in a pretty inventive way. So there's there's nothing, it, it reminded me as I'm reading these issues, it reminded me of what we were talking about last time with, 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 with Deathstroke and, you know, what happened in the first issue kind of plays into what's going on in the third issue. But, you know, Slot is, is pretty slick. And uh, and yeah. it more so than I think what, what was going on when they had the webheads and you had the collective group writing. This was, it's I like having. I mean, out of all the webheads, even if Slot wasn't your favorite, it's nice to have a singular vision for for this character because Slot's got it mapped out. He knows where he's going with it, and um, and then we get to Spider Island and. It was, I, I read the tie-ins, but I kind of didn't have to. And it kind of, I'm reading the tie-ins as they were coming out with, with the main Amazing Spider-Man issues. And it kind of, it didn't detract, but it just, it made me want to just really read Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, it, it, you had some talented people working on on um, on the tie-ins. Because you had a Cloak and Dagger tie-in, you had a uh, Shang-Chi tie-in you had nice. uh heroes for hire which illustrated by um kyle hotz and um uh bob almond you had you had some really cool one shots although it, it was during spider island that i kind of realized that hawkeye is slowly becoming a dick oh <laughs> well i don't see because no this isn't he's not he's not at the um he's at a higher dick level than he was when he was oh shit when Come he was on. in charge of West Coast Avengers, I could deal with him. He was he was okay, but now over here, these wow. days, I guess after Scarlet Witch willed him back to life or whatever, it's just he's. I'm not feeling Hawkeye these days. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Then um, again, if you're in the position of of leader, you have to make uh, decisions that people would interpret as dickish no, you know, it's, it, no it's just it's his personality because i mean you can you can consider tony stark to be a dick you can you might think you know captain america steve rogers might be a little off-putting or just as he's taking charge maybe of, definitely wouldn't yeah. but i mean you've had leaders who know how to um treat the people on their team but hawkeye's personality is just like you're just you know you're you're talking. Stop talking. You're just you're more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but That's nice. you, with um, it's it's Ramos and and um, and Cuevas 
draw a fantastic looking Luke Cage. I mean, it's 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 serious business. If 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 I saw Luke Cage coming walking just towards me, as drawn by by, by Ramos and and Cuevas and, and Delgado, it, it's it's a very imposing figure. It, it's not uh, he doesn't and and as as I guess as a as expressive or even cartoony, if you want to call it Ramos's art is, it really does work in Amazing Spider-Man, where I, I if, if you said this a couple of years ago, I might not have been able to see it, but the way the way this world is and and, and seeing the character and, and even Peter Parker, it just it looks it looks fantastic. You you've had a couple of um uh Marcos Martin issues and and uh there was a really strong um issue that 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 he drew that uh had some pretty it was a pretty big issue i'll I'll say it was um something happened that kind of oh, spill the beans do you really want to know no mm-hmm. no no all right don't spill it I'll, I'll tell you later. It's okay. um, but no, there were and and even that, even I that, totally just did a Neesman. I rock. It's like he's still here. <laughs> Craziness. <laughs> but I'll tell you, David, I, I was enjoying amazing for the longest period. I mean, I, I even liked yeah. one moment in time uh, to yep. a certain extent. But when they. It just was a coincidence that I left the book when they kind of, at least in a manner of speaking, did away with the brand new day storyline. But they, they, they still have, I mean, that's still part of this continuity. They yes. just don't, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just not rammed down your throat as it was before. Right. I left when they jacked the book up to 399. Okay. And, and double shipped it. Well, when they, and also, when when they jacked it up to three ninety nine, they also included the, the, these two pages at the end of the issue, right? Um, by, by Stan Lee, which of course, I mean, it, it looked great because it was, it was drawn by Marcos Martin. Marcos the story Martin. Was I like those too, and 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 I did stick with it for a little while, but I I just had a pullback, and and I I looked at it, and I, and even though I was buying the quote weekly Amazing Spider Man, which it was what three issues of Spider-Man, and then one issue was like Web, and then uh, oh right, right, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. know maybe yeah. with a mini series here and there. So I was spending more before I stopped buying the book than I would have if I continued it. But it just it, it became a little too much. I, I can and and that's and that's probably why even though I was still buying them, I didn't feel the need to read them as they were coming out. It's it's mm-hmm. still. I mean, I know. We can we can talk about people who um and we have where you know why do you keep buying it if you're not reading it if it's not working for you why do you keep buying it oh I want to complete the run Spider Man is still a character that that I really enjoy reading when when he's done right and there um even when I stopped reading Amazing Spider Man as it was coming out I didn't you know I knew I was going to read it eventually there really isn't anything that that they they can do to the character now that would make me stop reading them that they haven't done in the past. I mean, we've had, mm-hmm. we've had the clone saga. We've had, we, we, which we've I love. Had, I know we, we, we've had Norman come back. We've had Harry come back. We've had, you know, it's, Twins. they've done a lot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Which I haven't read. So I, I don't believe that that happened. Cause I, don't <laughs> but 
it's <laughs> like Wolverine starts. being a mutated Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah. Um, but it's it's. Um, I, I'm really happy with the directions going in now. Uh, following, and right now, during Spider Island, a lot of things went. went basically, Spider Island is um, there's a the, the epilogue of Spider Island is hilarious on many levels because New York, everybody in New York was bitten by bed bugs. Everybody crawling at walls. Everybody up in the walls. And and everybody basically mutates into a a giant spider. It was fun. I loved it. Oh, it was was a fantastic story. No, I mean crawling the walls. I had a good time. Because clearly, I'm in New York, and I'm. Uh, it didn't have, happen to and me. You have, and you have bed bugs, so yeah. See, that's a fun storyline. If you if you really considered the possibility, and in terms of Marvel Universe continuity, you'd be like, what? But that's fun. That's a fun story. And, Everybody in New York is is crawling the walls. Run with it, and I'm sure they and, did. And you had when you had the um, the epilogue, there were um, you had some people. They were trying to figure out. Okay, well. Why? Why are you still wearing your glasses? Or why do you? You know, why did Misty Knight still have her bionic arm? And you know, so everybody's walking around naked, even though some people have glasses, some people have you know whatever they they had before they changed. And then you have Hawkeye who says, "Well, we live in a world where after Hulk turns into the Hulk, he still has his little purple pants on." So you know, we kind of have to run with it. And and it was. See, do you hate him now? No, I mean, do you yeah, not yeah. like him? He had one funny. good line. He had one good line in an issue. Okay. Yeah, but that was really but the you know writer what? talking. I exactly. want to get. Let me get meta. Let me get some. Let me put some meta action in here. Right. Meta. If you go to um, YouTube and and do a search for uh, Avengers Assemble, you'll get an, another view of Hawkeye that'll help you appreciate the character, because they really lampoon the hell out of that character. It's pretty funny. Well, there's not. I mean, you you don't have to work hard to lampoon Hawkeye. True. Yeah, it's true. They, they um, they, but this epilogue really did. It wrapped up Spider Island, although it's still ongoing because you still have the the, the New York is still kind of come coming to grips with with everything that went on. You have people who um, who remembered what it was like to be a giant spider and 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 crawl the walls and and things like that. So I mean, they're they're still working out. All the issues they had with, with this event, but it uh, there were a lot of neat moments in the epilogue where where the writer was having fun with, with some of the comic book logic that goes on and and um, because I mean you had when they show Carly who's pretty much naked and drawn by <laughs> uh, naked is when you have no clothes on and you up to no good and she pretty much was because she was hiding and and um, and she. Uh, She's wearing her glasses, but when I go back to the issue that that Ramos drew, where she transformed into the spider, her glasses broke. I was like, "Wait!" But <laughs> the uh, there, there, there's one scene with Carly where, after everything that was going on, I don't understand why she didn't give Peter the benefit of the doubt. Um, and and it kind of it didn't sour me on her character, but I um, I can kind of see where she's coming from. But at the same time, if it, it's weird because I, I I'm always going to root for Peter, so even when he has to lie to somebody, I still I still trust him. I still see his point of view and and don't get why they don't see it that way. But 
that's just me as 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 a Spider-Man fan. But we're gonna have to put all the characters, all the comic book characters, on notice. King Dap is watching, and right. if you don't toe the line, if if you step out of bounds one iota, you are getting your shit shut down. <laughs> there you go, Hawkeye. <laughs> and King could, Dap it, is not having it. It could be the pocket <laughs> but it's um, but but seriously, Vince, if, if when you can. I would suggest catching up with Big Time, and I'm I'm recommending. Spy- I mean, Adam Bessignotti this morning was. Um, I think there's a now. Uh, see why you had to say Adam Bessignotti? Because yeah, seriously, seriously. No, I because you, I you know, know, you know, you know that's going to be on tonight. Open me up, man! You just got me all opened up like a flower up in this I, bitch. I guess it's <laughs> like a uh, flower, dude, man. <laughs> yeah, I love me some Adam Bessignotti. You don't even know. Which is why I brought him up, dude. This is for your benefit. Oh, thank you, David. You're welcome. So, <laughs> so the uh, I, I guess it's uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil are crossing over in in the latest preview. So he and they uh, should. He was asking if um, I'm gonna have tears running if, out of my eyes. If he should if he should pre-order if he should order these issues of Amazing Spider-Man, and I said yes, and I said, and you would be wise to also grab Spider Island because I believe it's it's solicited. In, in the latest previews, but you. it's it's Same no. Well. I mean, I'm seriously no. Spider Island was great fun. It was um, it was it was beautifully illustrated because because Ramos penciled all six parts because they they call it an eight part event. But even though parts one and and eight are the prologue and epilogue, but um, it's uh, it's it was fun. It's uh, and and now I'm up to date because. Last week you had the return of a uh, of an of Spider-Man's first villain. Did hmm. anybody tell me who that is? But you had um, um, it was it was it was um, the it was the um, oh boy. it would be the uh, <laughs> wait now wait wait I'm wait let me look up Wikipedia hold on no 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hitting a single key it's um the dude the guy that killed his dude. father his um. The, no. uh, the robber is Faja. No, that's not. Yeah, as far He's as I'm concerned, his first villain was the guy that killed Uncle Ben. He isn't he dead? Didn't he have a heart attack? I don't know. Who is the first villain? I if I had a guess, uh-huh. I don't want. I just, uh, why am I thinking the Enforcers? But it, no, oh. no, Mysterio. Who is no. Oh. All right, I give up. Adrian Toomes. Oh Jesus! Wasn't he yeah. on X? Wasn't he on X File? Wasn't he on an X File episode? He, Jeez. but it's not. It's no? not. It's it's not. Re- he basically has a vulture gang that 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 go around like robbing high rises and shit like that. So so all right, I, 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 that's crazy. So we, we we don't have the young red youthful. Oh, actually, vulture. well, he he showed up in Punisher recently. The, the the red youthful vulture, but no, we still have. I'm sure the new vulture's still around, but but this one, but Adrian is is now. Um, he's not trying to become a kingpin or anything, but he's just he's in charge of a gang and and. Uh, but it's um, it's no, but it it. Let's say that was spank these little punks. Get them. That was that was the Control last. It. That was the last. Um. um that was last week's issue where, where it kicked off the, this new story arc. But cool. it's, um, but no, I mean, Spider Island was fantastic. 
and I definitely recommend Big Time because I with, with me I just Big Time after nice. after I'm sorry I'm sorry after um after reading Grim Hunt and then Origin of the Species and things like that with the whole how we kind of at least with Origin of the Species we kind of wrapped up the um the Lily Hollister storyline for now uh Harry is is um basically doing what he needs to do and and Harry is going away for a little while um and but but this this new in in air quotes era is um I felt came at the right time it was needed and and it's nice seeing Peter actually coming out on top and uh and I'm I'm really enjoying Amazing Spider-Man for the first time in 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 quite a while. Yay. All Yay. right. Enough All Amazing Spider-Man. I well, what was that? I got I said, about I said nice. What's the question? Uh, I was thinking about this whole time you're talking, David. Um, yes, I'm wearing clothes. You can make me sticky. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what was the question? We didn't. I we didn't catch it because Alan. Yeah, I'm Ed. Ed. You said he can make it sticky anywhere. Oh shit. Ah, that's that's what I'm leading to believe. I mean, his, his face—he he can, he can—he's making his yeah. face sticky, so his mask can't put it pulled off. That's just nasty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we all—we all—I mean, the four of us, I think, all have ways of making things sticky. But wow, oh, good, good guy. I got wow. some hist. I got some history. I'm, wow. I'm gonna. Ele- I gotta elevate. This is enough of that. Did you hear that? Again. In 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 light of the uh, the giving thanks uh, for this uh, holiday upcoming, I was thinking about all of the old guard we have left, for which we should be very damn thankful because we just lost Mister Gene the Dean Colon not too long ago, right? The 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 classic illustrators of of our time are slowly, with every passing year, we're losing them. Right, we have some of the old stalwarts of the industry still alive, and not only are they still alive, but they're still producing fantastic work. We got Steve Ditko still cranking them out, albeit in a somewhat different, loose, looser, lighter style than before. He's still doing it. Yeah. We have. Um, you just sent Zach Crusey into the vapors. I know. John Severin, who I will argue is probably doing some of the greatest art of his career. And he's at least late 80s, early 90s, right? John Severin's still with us. But yeah. I, I got to give thanks for one guy who is one of my all-time favorites. I say this all the time with good reason. Joe Kubert. I absolutely adore. Oh, my God. What are you doing to me? I adore George, Joe Kubert. And, and recently, I re- Joe Kubert, I, re- I revisited what is probably my all-time favorite Kubert story that does not include Tarzan. That does not include Tarzan? That does not include Tarzan. His Tarzan will always be my favorite, especially the giant DC, uh, what did they call them? Treasure, they didn't call them treasury editions because that's what Marvel scooped at. The, the DC, the big format books, yeah. the large treasury side. His Tarzan, that's my all-time favorite Kubert work. But, so I, I, was, I was rereading this story. It was published in March 1953. In, in a, in a comic book called Strange Terrors, number seven. Uh, 
It's called Cat, Cat's Death. And uh, Joe uh, drew it and wrote it. It's a, it's set in the jungle. There's a big surprise, right? We have this, this ne'er-do-well who stumbles upon this hidden treasure in the jungle. So he heads off into Africa, and he's, he's looking for it. But when, when he's there, he runs into this tribe of headhunters led by this huge hulking black man named Panther. And, 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 the, and the guy... Oh, I mean, boy. this may sound kind of, uh, you know, 1960s. Yeah. The, 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 sounds... Well, fifties, actually. Uh, the, the, uh, this leader, the leader of these headhunters wears this big ass medallion. And it's, it's a, um, uh, it's all right. A, it's Joe. It's Joe. And he has, he has a, a headgear on that is the, uh, a lion's head, right? And he, he has this, uh, I'm sorry, a panther. And he has this, big medallion that has a, a panther head on it and the uh the, this leader takes this ne'er-do-well and he, they're gonna kill him but he's like no 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 no. we can have this mutually beneficial relationship i can take you to this this treasure these this, this vast cache of riches and gold i'll take you to it we'll split it it'll be great for us so it, it's located in a place called the mountain of the moon and this this mountain is shaped like a panther and in the jaws of this rock formation slash panther is the treasure but when 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 the uh leader of the tribe sends his lackeys in to get it the the mouth of this rock formation clamps down on him and kills him so it's like oh man what are we going to do so, so uh, supposedly as long as the leader of the tribe wears this medallion he's impervious to harm he's immortal he cannot be harmed so he reaches in gets the the treasure and the ne'er-do-well rips the medallion from his neck and pushes him into the jaws of this this rock formation and he's killed so now our ne'er-do-well is stinking rich goes back to civilization and from this point on the story becomes a kind of telltale heart type story where the guy keeps hearing jungle drums and he wears he wears uh, the medallion he wears the medallion wow. that that he stole. He's stinking rich. Here's these jungle drums. The He's like, don't heart. you? Yeah. He said, don't you hear that? Anyway, it doesn't end well for the guy. But absolutely stunning, Joe Kubert art. And, and you know, Kubert plus jungle equals gold in in my book, right? And as I'm looking at this book, I'm thinking I don't know a whole hell of a lot of this publisher. My my copy is beaten to hell i mean it was published in 53 the it's all intact i have all the pages but it it's been through the ringer and i cherish it because it's such a great book it's it's this huge hundred page issue alex toth is in there it's great so i said i i don't know much about this saint john's publications what's up with these guys and and for some reason and it ties into something we talked about last week when David mentioned, I think it was David, mentioned Will Eisner, uh, Contract with God, as being one of, if not the first graphic novels, right? right? Was it you who mentioned that? Contract I mentioned, well, because, yeah, because comic book comics was... Uh, they, right, the that's right. We're talking about whether or not Eisner can, can really claim to be the first. Exactly. And then I said something like, mm, I don't want to get into it, because right. I... I knew of the existence of this book, but I forgot at the time that it was published by St. John's Publications. I'll get to that later. But th this was a Manhattan-based publisher, 
and it was it was started by Archer St. John, who was the brother to NBC radio journalist and famed World War II correspondent Robert William St. John. Now this guy's pretty famous, the brother. He he's he's the announcer that brought us news of D-Day and he was the first dude to announce the end of World War II on the air. So, you know, that's pretty big doings. But anyway, his brother, Archer St. John, starts this company. And they didn't last that long. They, they were in business from 1947 to 1958. And after 58, they kind of morphed into a bunch of different entities. But we're just concerned with this period from 47 to 58. And these, this publisher, St. John's, was responsible for a number of industry firsts. And this is where it ties in. They, they published the very first 3D comic book. It was called Three Dimensions Comics, number one. It featured Mighty Mouse, and it was a project helmed by the brothers Norman and Leonard Maurer and the managing editor at St. John's at the time, which was Joe Kubert. Oh. Yes, so Kubert was involved with the publication of the very first 3D comic book. I, I doubt Ray Zone was even born then. Um, it was priced at 25 cents, and it sold 1.2 million copies. What? Yeah, 1.2 million copies. Did they even this have printing presses that could produce that many copies? Oh, hell yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, St. John's also published the industry's I first... You, I believe anything you tell me, buddy. <laughs> the the industry's first movie tie-in series. How you doing? How you with doing? With Abbott and Costello right? comics. So Abbott and Costello was the first movie tie-in comic. Get this. In 1953, they were the first publisher of the decade-spanning Joe Kubert character, whose adventures would later be chronicled at such diverse publishers as DC, Marvel, under the Epic imprint, and Eclipse. David, do you know what character I'm talking about? That would be reprinted where? Eclipse. Marvel under Eclipse, DC and 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 uh, no, Marvel under Epic, DC and Eclipse. And Tor. he recently, yes, Tor. Ah, re uh, uh, I get the prize. I'm sorry. He, nice. he recently, not recently, but the la DC published a six-issue Tor miniseries, which we talked about a while back. So, yeah. Tor St. John's is where Tor originated. So it's been at four publishers, probably more. I uh, often. I and like get this. get this. You you will. This is is very heartwarming. St. John's employed the industry's first African-American mainstream artist, a man, named Matt, <laughs> a man named Matt Baker, who is commonly associated with, uh, he's a good girl artist, he is associated with Phantom Lady. So, oh, first yeah, first African-American artist in Matt Baker, and here's uh, the rub, as far as we talk in graphic novels, in 1950, they were responsible for what many call the comic book industry's first example of what later would be called the graphic novel. This thing was written by Arnold Drake and Leslie Waller, and it has art by Matt Baker, who I just uh, mentioned, and a man named Ray Osrin. So if this is, in fact, the first graphic novel, it was in part produced by a black man. Like it's the a, traffic lights and... Don't get it, me started up in here. It's a book called It Rhymes with Lust. One of the, the main protagonists is a woman called Rust. 
So it rhymes with lust, blah, blah, blah. But the, the book was reprinted in the Comics Journal number 277 in its entirety. So if you want to read this thing, either scare up Comics Journal number 277 or uh, in, I think, 2007, it was republished by Dark Horse as a standalone volume. It's a self-contained story. It was called a picture novel on the cover. Picture novel. Um, and published by St. John. So nine, in 1950, which predates a contract with God. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of dudes out there who say, <laughs> oh, you know, classic illustrated. They're the first graphic novels. And then there's, there's other people who, uh, let me see. I got notes here. Or do I? Yes, well, I do. So if, if, now, to, to be fair, though, I think I'm not sure if I don't want to say if I'm going by what comic book comics number six states, if they are quoting Eisner from from an earlier interview, I guess in order to sell a contract with God and, and, mm-hmm. and other stories, he um, he basically sold it to the publisher as a graphic novel because he didn't want to right. use the term comic book. So I don't, it's, I, I just yeah, want sure, to make sure people don't think that, you know, Will Eisner, you know, came up or, or claimed to be the first. It's just, that's the phrase, that's the term he used to sell it to the right. publisher. Right, right. Whether but or not I think we should, to, we should be more concerned with the actual format of these I, things. Like they may, they may not have been, co- I mean, it, it, could, it was called a picture novel, right? But, Essentially, it's a graphic novel. It was and, a one sh- It was a one shot, a complete story contained within, you know. And, it, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's the very first one, but I'm just saying it predates. And, and just and just the, the word graphic there, equates with pictures. It's one of, yeah. and it's why, it's why I don't consider a collection of the first six issues of New Avengers to be a graphic novel. I, I'm still right. very. Very strict with why I, w- I wouldn't consider, you know, when they say, I, I'm pretty sure the Walking Dead TV show says from the comic book series, but if it doesn't, if it says from the graphic novel, I disagree with that. Same thing with the Watchmen movie, things like that. So, yeah, I, I still like to make sure that I, when I use the term graphic novel, it's to talk about an original work in between two covers that hasn't been released previously. Right. Um, Wikipedia cites a couple things as predating even It Rhymes with Lust, like Milt Gross's He Done Her Wrong, which was published in 1930, and it was a, a textless, uh, a, a wordless graphic novel um, published as a hardcover book. There's also stuff by Manx, Max Ernst in 1941. Uh, let's see. da 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 Un, I don't, I'm not even going to try it. But there's something published in 34 that uh, fits the qualifications of graphic novel. I don't really think it matters what the first graphic novel actually was. I mean, now, right? Why do we always have to fixate on the first? Right. The, the, the format has existed for a lot longer than... Just be glad it wasn't the only. Right. And uh, I just wanted to throw another contender into the... Uh, the ongoing uh it's not a battle but the the ongoing problem with people like to know which one was the first one but so this thing was published in 50 it rhymes with lust i've read it uh, that's why i mentioned it last week because i'm a huge 
uh, fan of the comics journal. I did read it when they reprinted it. It's it's really great stuff. It's gorgeous, and uh, you you would uh, enhance your life by seeking it out because it's pretty cool. It's in uh, two seventy seven or check out the Dark Horse volume. It's out there. It rhymes with less sexy. It's it's in Chris's wheelhouse too because it's like this cloak and dagger espionage thing. It's 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 pretty neat. <laughs> So there you go. I wanted to bring a little history this week, huh? I like it. Brought the knowledge. Yeah. Look at the that. knowledge. I'm trying. It's all about giving thanks. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Kubert, for getting jiggy one night and producing Joe. That's oh, all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I love Thank Joe Kubert. It's one of those things where, you know, it takes a while <laughs> to warm up to some artists. You know, Steve Ditko... I, I had a while, a, a bit of a stretch as a kid trying to appreciate the, the nuances in his work. But Joe Kubert, bang, clicked immediately. I love I this know, artwork. What did you do? Did you go into my um, Facebook somehow or, I mean, did no. you find my blog? What did you do, Vince? How are you going to push all my buttons tonight? Why every last one of them? That's what I... Yeah, Maybe know, we are just, we're just of one mind, brother. I mean... Okay. It's way scary. Because why? Yeah. why do I don't sing know, and dance, though. Do you, in fact, know that Joe Kubert is the Professor X to my new mutant? Do you know that? I know it now. Dude, in, <laughs> when I left high school, where did I go for college? Did I go to... I some, know. I know where. Yes, where. Vince. He went, he went to the Kubert school, dude. God. You went to the Cubert school? Yeah, goddamn right I did. And I didn't know that. Did, and did I get? Did I not drive into the mansion on the hill? Oh in, my goodness! In Dover, in New Dover. Jersey. There you and go. Did I so not you bring were... my portfolio to his office? And did I not go inside to sit with the man in his office to have my stuff reviewed? And oh did my he goodness. not approve <laughs> of me? Did I not get? Into Look at that, Vince. You are, you are one degree away from Joe Kubert, Vince. I took a correspondence school uh, course from Joe Kubert school. I always wanted to. I never, I never pulled the trigger and ordered the uh, the inking kit, but but I, I did it I, at I work. They paid for it. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I said, "What the hell? Why not? They they have continuing ed credits. Why don't I just take nice. it?" So I, I took right. the Kubert school. Thing. But see, yeah. uh, unlike myself. Vince, you work in the field, so you you use your skills. I I'm, I'm just I'm a ne'er do well. You the man. Yeah, but I you think you got one up on me. You were in Joe Kubert's presence. You right. shook his hand. Uh, please, right? You, you touched the man's skin. You've been in the presence of <laughs> of of the Godhead. So yeah, you're cracking up now. Good. Oh man, <laughs> what do you mean good? You don't want to gush anymore. <laughs> Let it go. I have a thing. Can I have a thing? You can have a thing. Go have a thing. I have a thing because now that you, Mr. David, invoked the name of Adam Bessignotti, I have to talk about a little thing. So a couple of weeks ago, I'll try to, and I'll try to behave myself, I promise. A couple of weeks ago, I went out to Shea Bessignotti. Yeah, I went out too. I, I, I made the trip out to Ohio, you should say. Yes, I did. Why? What? What? Well, you're like a couple of weeks ago. I went too. It like like it's 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 the, it's key food down the block. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I took a I took a plane out to Ohio. Thank you. Thank and you. I and I, gripping the seats all the way because I hate the idea of flying because it's stupid. First of all, 
and it's a metal tube that you shoot slingshot through the sky about a million miles in the sky and you just trust that that shit is going to stay up there for whatever reason i don't know but when i'm up there i think this is the dumbest thing i've ever done in my entire life every time i'm up there but that's another topic for another day mm-hmm. to visit my adam Bessignotti because i love him yes you know and we went to the mid-ohio comic con and he's big friends with a fella named Mark Sumerak. Does anybody uh, know yes. Sumerak? Yes, yes, yes. Mark Sumerak um, has a, has put together a pop culture com meeting. What? Well, let me. I don't know what that is. Adam Bessignotti knows better. And um, if I could, if I could beg the master of the ceremonies here, that uh, if I could send you a link, you could possibly put it in the show notes later. But Adam goes to this um, comic book club, but it's not a comic book club. It's not called comic book club because we have comic book club in New York City. But Mark Sumerak is a, is a big organizer of that, and he's put together a lot of things. I mean, he works for Marvel. He's written some key stories for Marvel comics, but he has this thing put out called All Ghouls School from IDW, and it is an original graphic novel. And it's quite nice. I, I quite like it. It's 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 got it's it's lead its lead character looks a lot like Buffy. And I think I don't know whose decision that was, whether the artist or Mark's himself. The artist is I'll tell you in just a minute because we gotta give due David Bryant okay. is the artist. Mark Sumarak is the writer. And uh, Andy Schmidt and Justin Isinger are oh, Andy editors. Yeah, man. So it was created by him, and it's it's a nice coming of age tale about high schoolers and the lead character coming from her mundane high school where you have cliques to a monster academy where you have cliques. It's worth a read. It sounds cool. It's, it it's pretty cool. And we won't hold the Buffy homage. <laughs> well, she herself is not, she doesn't take a Buffy role. She's much more the um, gateway character to explore the different cliques. Cliques in the mundane school where people are just, you know, bitchy and pretty and whatever to the to the Monster Academy, where it's not actually an academy, but it's a regular high school. And these monsters are, I mean, you have a demon, you have a mummy, you have a mud creature, you have a cyclops, you have a skeleton, you have zombies. But they're all high school girls. And they are, t- they are making her feel welcome. Some of them are making her feel welcome, and some of them are trying to wreck her ex- is it her entire experience so she she navigates through these clicks and she learns a a very um a very nice lesson and it, it it's uplifting is what it is quite actually and it makes you feel for the characters so mark Simarek then brought the heat he brought the funk he brought the noise wow <laughs> i'll have to look into that because you know the horror stuff that's my bag Right, bag. that's my thing. And, and how you do? And you know what else is our thing? 
What is your thing? Oh, this, discount comic book service is our oh. thing, and and they sponsored so Frankie, this. Frankie only got to mention Mudman. That was it. No, no, no. Frankie's gonna get stuff because we got doing your travels. He can talk know. as long as she, he right. wants. But All we right. gotta we gotta take care of business because we're working on brother. We're on two hours already. That's no way. Right. Yeah. Has it only been two hours? Two hours, yeah. I don't want to go. Well, you don't have to. We can continue can it, but we, I just, we got to get this done, then we can segue out for another hour. You could stay, brother. I love you. <laughs> this this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored, as usual, by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can find fantastic discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles well, far, deep below retail. 35 to 75% off. They ship them right to your house. You can get an extra 8% off if you enter the code EOC in the slot. They're the best. EOC 8. EOC 8. That's right. That's why David says it all the time because I screw it up. EOC 8 <laughs> in, in the slot. Did discount DCBService.com. They're, they're absolutely the best. And in your travels, someone today, it was Gobo, on the Twitter. <laughs> Someone is mentioned, I love him. I love him. Yeah, mention that. And now don't don't you interject because I know you're gonna once I say this. Okay. Mention right. that the new issue uh of Fantastic Four, which is number six hundred, right? Is eight bucks on the newsstand and the digital is eight bucks as well. And and, and, and I, I said that's insane. I had to counter it with the fact that did you know that if you go to the Tomorrow's website, that's... What's that? What's the Tomorrow's website? I'm getting it. It's www.tomorrow's, one word, T-W-O-morrows, M-O-R-R-O-W-S.com, the Tomorrow's website, publishers of such fine periodicals as the Jack Kirby Collector. Oh, can you hear my heart thumping? Roy Thomas's alter... I can feel it thumping. <laughs> Roy Thomas's alter ego... Draw magazine, right now magazine, but the one I want to push is my it, jam. And it's because of this one. I mean, I love this magazine to begin with, but they just reached right into my brain with issue 52 and they massaged it. They said, we're going to give you everything you love in one issue, Mr. Vince B. And it's back issue magazine, issue number 52, which is the Bronze Age horror issue. Come on now. It's See, now, <laughs> I have right next to the computer here on my desk, I have back issue number 38, which is the family issue. They have themed issues, and they're, they're so good. But the reason why I mentioned it in concert with Gobo's mentioning that, you know, FF600 was $8 for the digital. If you go to the Two Mars website and order the digital versions of their magazines, they're only $3. Stop. Three dollars. So are they? Are they? Are they PDFs? Are they issues that you download? That yeah, you get to, I, I oh, believe so. It's it's unlike so. Then okay. So then, I, well, the reason I'm asking is because when you buy something from Dark Horse Digital or Comixology, you do not, you don't necessarily own those issues. You have the right to view them on that device. No, that's bullshit. No, 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 so no. These are PDFs that you can now keep and, and, and transfer from one computer to the next. No, when you go to the, the website, you specify you click on the issue that you like and then there's a drop-down box. You can either order the uh, print with free digital edition. If you buy the print okay. edition, you get the digital edition for free. Sweet. And, and um, Back Issue Magazine is all color now. 
So the, yeah, so the cover price is eight ninety five. You would think that's kind of steep, but when you take a step back and look at the amount of content in the tomorrow's issue, you can read. It, it will take you about two days, three days yeah, to to, yeah. to pour through all of the content in the average issue. This issue is, I believe, eighty four pages, and uh, the digital edition is only two dollars and ninety five cents. Now, do the math for the pr for a dollar more. You can get the equivalent of 250 pages of comics, art, and history, as opposed to what was FF 600? 98 pages? 96. Nine, right, 96 right. pages? Right. Come on. I'll wait. I'll wait. No, okay. I know. Yeah. You, no, no. You, can, you, can, no, no, no. you can counter. It's, Go ahead. No, all right. I haven't read the issue because it's Fantastic Four and I haven't been interested. But yeah, me too. When you look at Yo! 96 pages. Wait, well, no, hold on, Alan. You'll get your chance to. When when you when I'm looking at 96 pages, it's 96 pages of all new material. So it's not like oh, here's the main story and then three reprints from from right. From the no, that's 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 but, fine. But when I but when you look at 96 pages, that's that's a few issues right there. They they've they've reprinted old work in a trade paperback format that's about 96 pages and tried to charge nine or 12.99 yeah you're right for it so no, i mean no, so it's, right. it's but, i'm not saying for a brand new book yeah that that is pricey i'm not saying that that's not a lot of fucking money to put down right, for, for, for something new right now mm -hmm. but and and there is no there's no comparison i mean if, if i'm looking at if i'm going to have in my hand an issue a new issue of the fantastic four for eight bucks or an issue of back issue, Vince, you know which one I'm going for. Exactly. And that, that's the stance I'm taking. Now, Marvel could put the absolute best current artist on Fantastic Four. Say the entire issue was drawn by Art Adams, let's just say. Who, or, or John Romita Jr. That's great. You know, get, get the best of the best. Now, when, when you have a new periodical drawn by the best in the business, that's one thing. But when you are unearthing... Or Mike Golden. Or Michael Golden, but when, when I'll see that, I, that that would defeat my argument. I can't say Michael Golden. <laughs> when, when when you have unseen House of Mystery art by Bernie Wrightson in an issue, yeah, that's that's just starting it off. There is okay, an, game over, game over. You game have a, the a, the the initial blast by Dewey Dewey Castle is a look at horror hosts, and you have. Uncle Creepy, naturally. It goes into Zachary and Famous Monsters. It goes into the EC Horror Host with the Crypt Keeper. It, it goes into Vampirella and DC, Cain and Abel and Eve and Sergio, uh, Aragones. And, and then it goes into Wrightson and you see pen, you see uncolored, inked Bernie Wrightson artwork in this thing. How the hell? I mean, that's only the, the tip of the iceberg. There is an interview with Bernie Wrightson. Uh, I'm, I'm paging through this. There is an interview with Mr. Sergio Aragones about his days on plop. Ding! You said that word. You said plop. You got me right there. Um, after plop, we have, uh, a look at Leo Dorfman and Murray Boltonoff's association with artist Nick Cardi on DC's mm. Ghosts mag, uh, comic. Then, then it goes into an interview with Jerry Tallock. Oh my God! One of the one of the supreme Bronze Age artists, and it has examples of his work in full damn color. There's a there's a painted Kazar and Zabu fighting a pterodactyl. Oh my God! It's gorgeous. It, that's what you do. Breakers Day. 
You know, I have an, a couple original Jerry Talek pages. Stop. I do. Yes, I do. Nice. I, I tell you, I don't buy much Bronze Age uh, or much original artwork, but if I see Bronze Age artwork cheap, I buy it. There right. is there is an article on the many lives of the Black Orchid. Yeah, yeah, and not not the Black, the it, Black Orchid. It does get into the Neil Gaiman Black Orchid, but for the most part, it's I the like the original uh, Bronze Black Orchid. We have Blue Devil in here. We have animated Black Orchid. There is a. Enter freely and unafraid. A look at Madame Xanadu, complete yeah. with commentary by Michael Kaluda. <laughs> now, how in the damn hell could a brand new comic book compete with this? How? This you, mean, the, you know, people like what they like. I got this is history. This is where we came from. Don't All forget, right, yes, okay, this, right. this is the as good we, stuff. As yes, we've this. as we've tried to we we we've tried to instill. And in, in, in the listeners, I mean, we not everybody is is into the history, you know, sadly. For but shame. it's it's I know I know not everybody uh -huh. wants to care about it's you know, all right. Came from, but it's we'll help them. We'll help them. We'll help them. It's I can see I can see both sides. Well, I it's I I can't say I'll never read this issue of Fantastic Four. It's not high on my list, but Four. the fact that it's it's. It's all new. I mean, I remember. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man six hundred was an awesome anniversary issue. It was, and and, yeah. and I mean, even Daredevil five hundred, it was good. It was I think I enjoyed the backups more. Uh, no, I know it wasn't. It wasn't eight damn dollars. I mean, you know, thanks. <laughs> thank you, Steve Walker, for that. But it's oh. it was you know it was um you know Brevoort's got to eat. So it's it's just <laughs> well, obviously he is. It's yeah. So. Uh, I'm, I, no, I'm no Jack Lillian. I shouldn't have said that. That's nice. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but your hats fit, dude. So but but, but right. David, get this. The, the, <laughs> there's a sidebar detailing the original model for Madame Xanadu, which was at the time uh, Kaluta's girlfriend, Kathy Ann Thiel, and you and they they put a picture of her. Oh. Yes, you see the model that was the inspiration oh. for Madame Xanadu, and it's that it just. Fit. It just keeps going. You got more Sergio Aragona's art in the back. Uh, let's see. I'm paging. I'm paging. I'm paging. More Cain and Abel. It just keeps going and going. Sergio's margin art for Plop. Oh. Uh, then, and, and my heart skipped a beat. A look at Charlton Comics and their, and their horror books. And the names Pat Boyette is dropped, are, are dropped. Jim Apero, Steve Ditko, Denny O'Neill. Uh, it, it, it's incredible. Uh, this is wow. the stuff that inspires me, that, that, that lights a fire under my big fat butt. I, 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 I love. <laughs> like I, big butts and I cannot lie. Mark Ivanier interviews Dan Spiegel. Dan friggin' oh. Spiegel on, on Scooby Doo and Dope. No, there's no, I don't think there's any crossfire. I didn't get that far because I just started reading the book like two days ago and I'm only halfway through. It's chalk. Freaking full of stuff. Not Brian Ech is in the back. I'm I'm telling you, if you if you are not a fan of the two Marvels publications, look them up. It's only going to cost you three dollars for an issue. Give them a chance. I tell you, if you let one issue sink in, you will buy the books all the freaking time. Especially at three dollars, it's an it's a win win situation. There's there's you can't possibly go wrong. Because what's cool is that even after you download it. In the PDF, you own it. You can right. You own it. You can then 
you're not you're not shackled to your computer screen to read it. You throw it in comics, you on your iPad, and boom, you, you you run with it. It's it. I'm glad it's you brought that up. To run to 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 get it digitally now because just to show that you know we do we we are fans of of tomorrow's publications. Like I said, I, I th- this is issue thirty eight. If Alan doesn't own this issue, he probably will when we're done, because this has a a John Byrne cover. Oh, oh, modeled after Norman Rockwell's The Runaway, where oh, you yes, have, yes, oh, yes, have yes. you have the thing sitting next to Franklin, and I'm wondering if they're at Rumpy Myers, which is what Franklin used to call Rumpel Myers, but <laughs> they're, they're but this is this is the family issue where you have a flashback. Of John Burns Fantastic Four with an mm. in-depth examination of Burns FF contributions with bonus commentary from his editors and anchors. Come on. Yeah, you have, a good issue. You have Bring on the Bad Guys, which spotlights Ultron, the black sheep of the Avengers family. Um, <laughs> black sheep. <laughs> you have uh, off off my chest, Marvel Marital Mayhem. Uh Scott E. Williams advises that it's best to stay single in the Marvel Universe. Because uh, <laughs> then you come become Hank Pym and you beat your bitches. This is, that's, <laughs> wow! Or Mephisto wow. gets involved. Yeah, this, really? is, this is this is my favorite. If the burn didn't get me to buy this issue, then it's the pro. To, I love pro to pro. I love it when when like like you just had with the Evan here and 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 Spiegel. I love it when when two creators that worked on something, whether it's like Marv Wolfman and and George Perez on the New Teen Titans or something. I, I love pro to pro. This one has. Louis Simonson, June Brigman, and John Bogdanov talking about Power Pack. Get oh, out of here, Wheezy. Oh, my God. I, I oh, see, my God. That's oh, the problem with, with the two Maros books. Like, I start reading them real strong <laughs> when I get the issues, and there, there's so much stuff in it that the new comics will come out, and I'll be like, well, I got to read something <laughs> new for this week. And I put the magazine down, and I, and I, I, I never get back to it. And oh. then the next issue comes out, and you're like, that's what I mean. It's, yeah. It's, and then there's a. Um, there's a uh, let's see. There's a what the with um, Warren's mystery in an enigma. Heidi Saha. Oh, you remember Heidi Saha? Uh, as I'm flipping through this, or yeah, she was a a, a a a I have to say a painfully young girl <laughs> that that Forrest J. Ackerman glommed onto, and they made posters <laughs> of her with. The, I, I I had it at the time. She was in this Shaun of the She Devil type. Yep, boost uh, top and and bottom with the spear, and there were parts of her young anatomy show. I mean, it wasn't nudity, but right. the bo- the bottoms were very low with mm. the crotch going in, and you could tell they, she this girl they, was not eighteen. They have her seduction uh, of the Vampirella. I'm thinking she wasn't they, eighteen. They they uh, they have Heidi as Vampirella mimicking the famous Jose Gonzalez drawn vampy pose from the classic 1972 post. Uh huh, that's in there. Um, there's the greatest stories never remembered, uh, which was basically, uh, Jerry Conway recalls the perils of continuing Jack Kirby's new God saga. What was with, with, with oh. art, with art by Don Newton and Dan Atkins. Oh my God. Uh, there is the backstage pass of, uh, the perplexing, the perplexing, Popularity of the Wonder Twins from uh, the Super Friends. That is, per- that is perplexing. Hate. Do no. not hate on <laughs> that is, man. And, that is and, perplexing. I never got uh, that shit. Why everybody glommed onto the Wonder uh, Twins? Uh, 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 yeah, no, I don't. Uh, flashback. Wait a minute. Flashback. Uh. Growing up, Gordon, the early girls of Black Batgirl, 
with uh, Carrie Bates, Denny O'Neill, and Vector himself, Yvonne Craig. Zan and Jaina all day, every day. Uh, I bet. We have Flashback the Huntress, daughter (laughs) of the Bat and the Cat. Paul Levitz and Joe Staten travel to Earth 2 to revisit their finally remembered addition to the Bat and JSA mythos. Bring on the bad guys. Bring on the bad guys is the Brothers Grimm, who I don't remember as Spider-Woman nemesis, but as... Yes, uh, really? Yes. I remember them as the... I remember them fighting the... James Rhodes version of Iron Man written by Denny O'Neill and drawn by Luke McDonald and Ackerman yeah, Garth. You're right. You're right. Uh, and then there's the greatest stories never told. The Marvel family battle evil incarnate. Uh, the final showdown between CC Beck and DC Comics. And that's all in this issue. See what I'm saying? For a lousy $3. Yeah. You, you cannot go wrong. Uh, check them out. Tomorrows.com. Really. Do it. Well, let's keep it going then. Cause let's do it. In your travels. Go ahead, what Alan. You don't seem to understand is that I know of this publication. Why? Because the same back issue I have a copy of. And I'm going to take you to number 48. Why? <laughs> it's, first of all, it's the Dead Heroes issue. On the cover, you have. That must be an empty issue. Menacing Captain Marvel, drawn by Jim Starlin. Yep. All right, he's still dead, so okay. One of these dead issues of Dead Heroes is being covered, the name Elektra. Mm -hmm. And why? Who do you think wrote that one? Adam Bessignotti. Come on. Come on. Did he autograph it for you? Did he he autograph that issue for you when you went to Ohio? Do, Do you see how it all comes around, though? Do you see how it all works? So it's it's kismet, it's fate, it's, it's beauty. Si- as Chris would say, it's cyclical. Cyclical. <laughs> it's apocalyptic. <laughs> so so you need to get all this, all this tomorrow's, all this back issue, and you and there'll be another. Adam Bessignotti is in the house when it comes to the back issue, and I'm and I got a lot of I got a lot out of it. What can I tell you? I I, I like people. I appreciate their work. <laughs> Jesus. Frankie, bad. what should they be reading, buddy? In your travels, go to mydigitalcomics.com. Oh, yeah. And for a measly $3, $2.99, you can download 140 pages of comic goodness by the likes of Brian Bow. Ben Teague, Zach Krusey. Oh, oh, ow. Harry Moore. <laughs> Come on. Andy Jewett, Mario Mushka, Jeffrey wow. Brown. Some dude named Frankie De Jesus. Who's that? Someone's, trying to, get, someone's trying to get back on the show. That's the deal, name. <laughs> That's who that is. <laughs> and download Low Concepts, the EOC community um, anthology. And after you're done with that, go to eocanthology.blogspot.com and please donate for the next volume. Yeah, it's coming soon. <laughs> Look at him shocking. That's I got awesome. to get working on that. Come on. Yeah, I, got, I got pages to ink. No Word. shit. You're inking? Yeah, I'm inking. Nice. 
Okay, then well, I, I, I'm seen finished. It Where's my cigarette? I need a cigarette now. Now, now but see, now, now I got to <laughs> say, it. though. That was that, the money shot right there. I'm done. You, well, you don't come the Dillonator for nothing. That's true. You finished strong, <laughs> and I, I, I got to step on that now because back issue was not going <laughs> to be my in your travels. I, I have two. Oh, my goodness. To shout out. I, I figured I'd put my Vince hat on tonight. No, uh, Chris isn't here. You get all willy-nilly just <laughs> chewing up airtime. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I have I, I have two. One, Come one on, let's end this. I'm tired. One, uh, all right, all right, <laughs> one no, that's has, why he said that. I know. One is um one is Supergirl. The third issue came out. Third issue, still penciled by Mahmoud Asfar, which is a, of course. Oh, you See said that it. that's for you Alan. That's for out loud. <laughs> I love it. It's penciled by Mahmoud, but you know who did the inks on this issue? Ooh. No one says it like you, David. I just I haven't heard anybody say. Uh, maybe he says it his own way, but Vince, I'm sorry. Bill, Bill Reinhold inked this issue. Holy shit! I haven't. I mean, and I've I, Mahmoud looked great in the Power Man miniseries that Alan didn't like. Mahmoud. He he he, he looks great in 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 Dynamo Five. I mean, they're they're. It's hard. But I didn't like. Well, you you didn't like the way the boys spoke. Who? Power Man. Oh yeah, see, so, you know that was it was just That's weird. what I'm saying. So see, so yeah, but, but it was the writer, it wasn't the artist, it was the writer. I, I, I still uh, but I all I said was that the Power Man miniseries that you didn't like. I didn't say anything about the art. Is he our mm-hmm. friend? Can I talk to him? Fred Van Lenty though wrote it. So I got I got nothing but Yeah, but, what is up with that? Fred is from the city. He knows how people talk. What was he thinking? Well, come I, on, Fred. Maybe he knows people you don't know. But in any case, oh, well, okay, I maybe Fred that. needed a widescreen TV and he just, what the hell? I'll do it. He's looking at too many black exploitation. Can't, can't, can't blame it. See, I, well, I love black exploitation, so and, I can't uh, front on and that. And where did Luke Cage come from? So come on. You know, he's got to run stuff. I'm Carl Lucas. <laughs> so there, see? <laughs> see? Oh, it's all cyclical. See? So the, um, so Bill Reinhold inked this. Looks fantastic. Colors are great. I believe Paul Mouse did the colors actually, but it's it's uh, we're we're progressing. We're we're past Kara coming to Earth and and talking to Cal, and now we seem to have um, come across her first nemesis because this 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 character in the third issue has uh, absconded with her pod that she arrived to Earth in. Silver and, Banshee. No, his 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 name is Simon Tycho actually. Nice. Uh, and he um, he actually can um, he 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 basically calls the shots. He's um, the first trillionaire to be a trillionaire by the age of twenty three or twenty eight or some nonsense. But uh, so so he he's he's, he's the he's the, uh, he's the he's the brains against a mere lad. So basically, he's basically her Lex Luthor is what it seems to look like. But so there's that. But I also wanted to give a shout out to you know, this man is a very very talented artist and and we know him primarily as an artist uh drawing things like um the new x-men and uh and and the wizard of oz books cable and deadpool covers uh but he is actually shaping he's 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 becoming quite a threat from the writing side of things also he um he Wrote the for, he's writing the miniseries Magneto, not a hero. Scotty, I I read the first issue and and I do have to hand it to Mr. Scotty Young. This was um, I thought he nailed 
the the characters. I mean, you had Captain America, you had Steve Rogers in this, you had Tony Stark as Iron Man in this, you had a couple of pages of Scott Summers wearing some goofy looking shorts. It's it's illustrated. Don't it's, hate. It's penciled by Clayman. Yeah, because I'm gonna hate on Cyclops. Oh, I like Clay's work. Don't this, hate on the shorts this, is what I said. Don't hate has, on the spandex. The spandex I don't hate on. These were like cargo shorts. I, I was waiting to see if they were going to pan down and he'd be sporting some Crocs, which I was hoping for, but we didn't see them. <laughs> no, please, please, please don't, don't in the thread, please do not talk about it. In the thread. Please don't, please don't talk about it in the thread. Um, this was, uh, I love it, the Crocs. It's, I know. Talk I just, about it, though. It's, it's, uh, just oh making my it real. God. <laughs> um, this has the uh, what you call it. It has the um, the the Regenesis banner on on the cover because it it ties into the whole you know mm-hmm. the, we're post schism these days. Um, we get to the last page and we find out that um, that someone who you thought might have gone away is is back. There's a um, we start off the issue. At a church with with people, um, it's very red state like where where you have a uh, person leading his flock about how um how how bad mutants are that that, that whole shtick still yeah, we're bad baby we're um bad. and uh, and and someone dressed someone you you would think would be Magneto appears and um and and basically kills like forty some odd people. Wow. Because yeah. they got to learn, they got to learn. They That's do. That's a body and, count. And they have, they they have. Not only do they have photographic evidence, they have videotape showing that 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 someone dressed as Magneto did this damage. They have DNA evidence, and mm-hmm. and so uh, so Magneto and and Cyclops pretty much have to. Not, I don't want to say clear his name because we're 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 going somewhere else by the end of this issue. But um, I thought I was saying, you know, just. Overall, just props to Scotty because I, I felt that he he wrote Steve Rogers very well. He I, I really enjoyed the interaction between Steve and Tony, but the way he has I've never I I, I I've enjoyed Magneto over the years as far I mean except for his, when he was wearing that stupid ass outfit with the big M on it. He when he was in charge when he was in charge <laughs> no of helmet. back in the day and no helmet. So they were all up in his melon. You know that's I, right. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with most, I'll say, of Magneto's history. But um, during the whole um, uh, Grant Morrison run, when when uh, when you had Zorn show up, and at the end of that run, I don't know what happened. I don't know. You know, I, I know Magneto died before that, and and he came back, I guess, and and there was Asteroid M, and, it, and so there are some some gaps I have in Mag- Magneto history. So if if um, I'm I'm guessing that this miniseries will probably flesh some things out as I continue it, but it's if if you are a uh, if you are an X Men fan or there were if you're only focusing on I guess the main X books with this whole Regenesis thing, I'd recommend giving this a shot because it it looks great because because Manzar is is fantastic. It's it's um it's penciled by Clay, but it's it's inked actually by um. It's funny. It's inked by another man. It's uh, inked by Seth Mann with Norm Lee, and uh, and it's it's a pretty strong first issue. I, I'm I'm 
very pleased with it. I I, uh, I told Scotty I was going to give it a shot because, like I said, we we're a fan of his art, and uh, and I mean it's it's better than than I don't want to say better than I expected because th- th- I mean I had like no faith in the guy, but it's it really yeah. is a it really is a, a a strong first issue, and and I'm hooked for for checking out the second issue and seeing where the miniseries goes. Scotty said, Scotty said, fuck it, you draw it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just writing the words. I'm going to just write it. You draw it. Now I'm, done. now I'm done. So now, now Frankie can talk about low concept again. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. We are all snapped out. We're almost two and a half hours, ladies and gentlemen. I think we've given you more, than you, more than you can take at this point. Uh, we Again... We'd like to thank you for putting up with our stuff every week, for coming to our forum, for giving us the uh, occasional iTunes review. We thank you just for being here, because without you, we'd be talking to each other in a stinking dark room. You know what I'm I saying? have thanks. I have thanks. You do? Yes. Can I just a five-minute thank you? Wow, that's a long time, but go ahead. Okay, <laughs> three minutes, three minutes. Yes. This is Terse. already 30 seconds into it. Terse. Thank you, Vince B. Thank hey. you. David A. Price. Thank you, Christopher Neesman. Thank you, Jason Wood. Because I have come a long way because of your forum. I know so many awesome-ass people because of your forum. I lost 40 motherfucking pounds because of your forum. Another pig mouth. You guys are... You guys changed my life. Sorry, you did. Well, we, we knew you were out there. I was sitting home one day, and I said, you know what? There's a man... In New York City, who needs us? My spider sense went off, and I said, damn it, you know, we got to start up another podcast, David. David said, no, I'm sick of the podcast. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm the, I'm the diva. I do my own thing now. I get the hell out of here. I said, David, please. Alan needs us. We got to do it. So we did. <laughs> please, David, come back to me. And we did, just for you. No, but I'm being facetious, but yeah, you're, you're one of the reasons we keep on going every week. You and Frankie and everybody on the forum and... I will go down with this ship, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll not. Oh, don't get me started. I want to sing now. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to sing. I know what you're going to say. Your next line was going to be, I won't put my hands up and surrender. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Except I'm too drunk to remember the rest of the words. There will be no white flag above my door. I'm in love, damn it, and I always will be. With the people who listens to our damn show. I'm a little tipsy too, as you can tell. So thank you, people. We we thank you, Frankie. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody else. Thank you, Wood, uh that other guy. Uh be with us and Chris. I got it. And Chris. Uh be with us here next week for more hijinks. We love you. Go have some turkey and tryptophan and get all lobby and fall asleep. And come back next week because we'll be here. I Am won't, I right? but Happy I'll be listening. Dinner, yeah. yeah, I won't do Go have fun with your family. <laughs> and then and then after you have fun with your family, go to uh, the uh, Sleeping Giant website that or the Wowio website that I have posted on the on our forum and order the damn Bill Mantlo book, A Life in Comics. Do it. It's only $3.50. Give thanks on Thanksgiving to Bill Mantlo. Yes. Oh, and in your travels, follow Pat Loika on Twitter. He's the most positive and wonderful guy about comics, and we kind of got on his nerves today getting kind of hateful about Fantastic Four. 
But Pat Loika, we love you, buddy. You are you're, you're on our side. We know. I'm sorry. That is very positive. Yeah. I love him. All right. Thank you. We gotta get out of here. Chris is gonna kill me. For let's let's go. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.